3: The Bucks game is over. Are they one win closer to hoisting the Larry O'Brien trophy? Let's talk about what happened in the game with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on the Pick and Save Basketball Post Game Show on The Fan. Your local pick and save stores, the official grocer of the Milwaukee Bucks.
4: fans. Holy goodness gracious. Did that just happen? Did the Bucks just do that? They are one win away. One win away from being NBA champions. I can't even make it up. One win away from being NBA champions. Woo! What a big win
0: in Phoenix. Huge, 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 huge win for your Milwaukee Bucks
4: Giannis with 32 points talking after the game right now on ABC Drew Holiday huge for this team huge that second quarter was everything and more and then the fourth quarter you have a lead and you are fighting tooth and nail to hold on tooth and nail to not get that lead back in Phoenix they are one win away from becoming NBA champions. This is not a test. This is a reality. It's not a dream. One win away. And their next game is at home in front of you at serve Forum on Tuesday night. A chance to be NBA champions. Hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy. In front of all of us. And then party in the Deer District. Oh, you know they're partying in the Deer District right now. This is amazing. Simply amazing. And I'll be honest. Hey, I'm going to be honest with you. Straight up. I, I don't have to tell you this. I'm just going to be honest with you and make, just, just tell you how it is. By the end of that first quarter, I had told... Two people via text. I thought the game was over. I did thought it was over. There just didn't seem to be any signs of life with that team. None. We had seen that so often from this Bucks team, where they start out flat, and that it's just like, oh boy, here we go again on the road. It's going to be another one. I was getting concerned they're going to get blown out and have to play reserves in the fourth. And then Drew Holiday just exploded. Just exploded. Just went crazy. That is what they needed in a big way. And Chris Middleton just continues to play pretty good basketball right now. He really does. He he is playing at a high uh, level right now when they need him to play at a high level. And you look at the box score here. Giannis, 32 points, 29 for Chris Middleton, 27 for Drew Holiday. And what about Pat Connaughton, y'all? Pat Connaughton with 14 big points, hitting four threes in that game. Uh, and six boards. Plus, you got nine out of Bobby Portis. Uh, Jeff Teague uh, was out there. You all were screaming to get him out of there. They finally did, and when they did, away we went. And that that eight-o run in about the two and a half minutes that Giannis was out there uh, in the second quarter was a huge two and a half minutes in Bucks history. I think huge two and a half minutes. I I I I I can't believe they're one game away from being NBA champions. I I, I am. Stunned that they are one game away. Now, they got to take care of business on Tuesday, but my goodness gracious, we can party tonight. They are one win away as they beat the Phoenix Suns tonight, 123 to 119. Now, y'all should know how to get into the show by this point, I would think, but if we have new listeners tonight, Maybe your first time tuning into the Pick and Save Basketball Game show. Well, we've been doing it for like 15 years, so better late than never. Thanks for tuning in. Tell your friends, tell your family this is where you want to be tonight, and especially after Game 6 or Game 7 if it gets that far. Hopefully it's in 6 and we don't got to worry about a Game 7. But this is how it goes to get a hold of us. You can tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. That, that's one way. The other way to get a hold of us, call us. I like when you call. I like talking to you on the phone. That's my favorite part of interacting on talk shows. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. All right. Here we go. Let, let's party together, folks. Stevie D, Cheesecake King. You are up whoop. first on the Pickett State Basketball Postgame Game Show. What's up, Stevie D? Sparky.
5: Boxing fits. Bam.
6: They're going to whoop. They
5: tell. They're going to end it. You know what? Whoever will come up with a Bucks and Six six T-shirt and have the championship with their players on the front and have all the scores on the back, they will make a lot of money.
1: Yeah. They should do. Yeah, they are. Yeah, you're right.
5: You know, I'm watching the game. I'm about lost my voice. You know, they let Phoenix get away with a lot of fouls. Uh,
4: yeah, do. well, whatever. It is what it is at this point. It doesn't matter. I mean, if look, it, it, at the end of the day, if if – if you are looking at it from the Phoenix Sun standpoint, right, and you are going, okay, so what happened? Well, I mean, Chris Paul gets back to twenty-one eleven, not horrible necessarily. Booker had another forty-point night tonight. That that wasn't horrible necessarily, uh, but when you look at uh, the numbers here again, Bucks outshoot him at the free throw line. Well, I mean, they made one more free throw than the Bucks, but nine to seventeen for the Bucks in the line. Only eleven attempts for Phoenix. Three-point shooting fifty percent for the Bucks. On 14 of 20, 13 of 19. They shot, let me see here. Did I read that number right? 68% from three uh, did the Phoenix Suns. Uh, so they did that pretty well tonight. Rebounds was only a two rebound difference at the end of the day. Uh, turnovers, 11 for the Bucks, most of them coming in the first quarter. Only eight for the Suns. Uh, and yet, after that first quarter, it was pretty much Bucks the rest of the way.
5: I looked on Facebook, did you know they said that um the um series through the through the whole playoffs, the Bucks were I think it was one and four from games one to two and they were nine and two from games three to seven. So now they're ten and two from games three to seven. So it's like they're getting stronger when the series go on when they play right. against these teams. Yep. And um I usually work seven days a week.
7: It's, it's going to be hard for me to get off work if I want to be at the parade.
4: Man, everybody, people got to understand how this is. I mean, I, you, they, everybody should understand what's going on here. Now, look, if they win Tuesday, I, I, I think the parade might be like Thursday or Friday Thursday, would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, we'll see. I don't want to talk about a parade till they actually win this thing. I, I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to be too far, too far, out in
5: front of this. When they, when they got down, I said, I'm not going to panic. I said, let's see how the second quarter starts.
4: Well, I was panicking, but I wasn't doing it I on social panicking.
5: media. I said, I said, okay, the hidden shots, the hidden shots, Buck's not hitting. Let's see how to go. Now, Giannis made. Remember, Giannis made a statement when they were down 0 2, and Drew was struggling. He said, "I have faith in Drew. I believe he's going to come through for us when we need him." They finally put it all together when they count game five, the, pin- the pivotal, the pivotal game that they needed to elimination or end it. And I think they're
4: going to end it. Yep, I think so too. Stevie D, thanks for the call. The Cheesecake King leading things off. How about you celebrating tonight? The Bucks are one win away from becoming NBA champions as they win 123-119. to 119. Steve Sparky, Fiber with you. Jeff Varlosky producing the show, Other Side of the Glass. We're going to celebrate together tonight. 414-799-1250. Irv, on the south side, you're next on the Pickett State hey. Basketball Postgame Show.
7: Hey, Sparky. You know what, man? We in our 40s. Do you, ever yep. nope. Do you ever think we will be here? No. Did you ever think we would see this? Hey man, when Giannis caught that alley oop, I haven't jumped that high since the sixth grade.
4: I was a great I it player. i started
7: a little bit coming down, but I jumped that high. But man, I can't believe this game, man. This, is, I, I, you know, I made a pregame meal. I, I couldn't even touch it. I stood the whole
8: game.
4: Oh, I, I didn't. I, I made a pregame meal on the grill. You know what I had? I had ribs on a stick. That was my pregame meal, and it was really, man. really good.
8: But man, I, could, I, could, I couldn't. I couldn't.
7: Um, go back in the kitchen and get nothing, man. That, that game just kept me on the edge of the seat. So I'm so happy for the city, man, watching these highlights from the Deer District. Man, Tuesday going to be a party, man. Get your popcorn ready.
4: Yeah, I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I just don't want to get too far ahead of myself right now. All right, Irv, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. I, I, just, I, I think you're all right. Don't get me wrong. But I just don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to get ahead my of myself. We are Bucks fans. Uh, that's the nastiest thing, by the way. Um, and coaches and whoever else are in this uh, health and safety protocol. Uh, I don't know much y'all, but scared the crap out of me. Scared the crap out of me. But you are one win away. One win away from being the 2021 NBA champion, Milwaukee Bucks. It's so true. Let's go to Marshall in Whitefish Bay. You're next on 12:50 a.m. The fan. What's up, Marshall?
1: Well, I'm glad to be on Sparky, and uh, I want to just say to you, thank you for you and the people at that station for sticking with this team through thick and thin. I am not, as you know, as big an NBA fan or other sports. I I have more deep deep into than than the NBA. But when the Bucks are doing this well and the Bucks are doing great here the last few years. I'm dialed in with the rest of us, and that last minute, I, t- I told your producer talk about gutting out the last minute. I knew that Phoenix had a run in them. It got a little too interesting, but I knew they had a run in them. I mean, they're trying hard too. They want this title just as bad, and uh, I didn't panic at the time. I just said, "Look, we got to get a stop. We got to, you know, we got to get a stop there." And then that smooth play from Holiday to Giannis was just unbelievable. That was just, it, it had, it, it. I knew the idea was right, but it had to be perfectly done, and it was. And we, I'm just so impressed with the way we got it out the last minute. Look, folks, it's supposed to be this difficult. It's the NBA Finals. We're not, we're not playing the Memphis Grizzlies here anymore. Right. But I want to warn you, Sparky, you being a little cautious here. Let me tell you something. I have the same ecstatic feelings I had as a 13-year-old kid in Thamesville, way back to some of you younger people here, after Jabbar hit the running sky hook oh, yeah. beat the Celtics, and I thought, we're coming home, we're going to win this sucker. Well, not only did we lose, we lost badly. They they just beat us. Basically, Kareem had all his points, but, the, but Tommy Heinsohn and the Celtics, and Tommy Heinsohn's in his 90s now, he's still around, He's, he stopped the other four, including the Big O, and the rest was history. So, And keep in mind, the Phoenix Suns have the best road record in the NBA. So yep. we're going to have to play our A game. We're going to have to play A-1. But you know what? I think we have a great chance to do it, and uh, I'm, I can't wait for the next 72 hours and – Let's just hope we do it. We've got a golden opportunity here.
9: No doubt, Marshall. Hey,
1: man. Uh, what a game. What a game tonight.
4: What a game, Marshall. Thanks so much thanks. for the call. I appreciate it. And going back in a little history there. Again, we talked about it. Well, I guess I didn't because I wasn't here. But beginning of the series, with Giannis, this is a better basketball team than the Phoenix Suns. Without Giannis, I thought it was relatively close and the bench would have played well. But I mean, you you just, you can tell. Just watching it, like, outside of that first quarter when whatever it was that the Bucs were doing out there. Wasn't playing hard, I'll tell you that much. Uh, but once it got going and Holiday got him going, and literally at the end of the first, or, I don't know, three minutes left, or whatever, you could see P.J. Tucker yelling at his guys, come on, let's go. What are we doing? And that was it. I was at My house thinking the exact same thing. What are you doing? Come on. Uh, and they got going. Again, 32, 29, 27. 13 assists uh, for Holiday, 5 for Middleton, 6 uh, for Giannis. All three of them rebound well, too. I, I There's just not much you can say other than things are looking really good right now as you're one win away. Things are also looking really good if you're looking for a little snacky snack dessert right now. Free Frosties, baby. You go to Wendy's. Bucks, when you win at Wendy's, go get yourself a free Frosty. Then you tweet a selfie of You have you. And your frosty to so at Big Show Network. Now I got another one. So last time we did this, I said, I want you in an old school like Bucks jersey tweeting at us. I got a new thing that I would like. I want you in your finals gear, whatever that may be, tweeting your selfie at us. Whether it's a shirt, a hat, whatever you got, whatever it may be. Go get that chocolate or vanilla frosty. Take a selfie with you and your frosty in your finals gear, whatever it may be, and tweet it at Big Show Network. Or if you got one of those rally towels from Fiserv during all this, history in the making towels, those white ones, that'll work too. And tweet that selfie at Big Show Network. You got all night tonight and then tomorrow until like 1030 a night or whatever to get that free Frosty. No purchase necessary available at uh, participating Wisconsin Wendy's. Go get it now. Tony in Texas, you are next right here. On the Pickens State Basketball Post Game Show, what's up, Tony?
10: Sparky, that's the biggest win in our lifetime, right there. Uh, yeah,
4: I think you're right. The next one will be bigger, but the for the time being, yes.
10: I'm I'm walking aimlessly through the neighborhood right now, just in a daze. I can't believe that we're one win away from this potentially historic event in Milwaukee. I never thought I'd see it growing up with all the 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 '80s heartbreak, and then going through the '90s and the 2000s, and finally getting Giannis, and we're one way one win away. And I'm just so excited, and I'm just proud to be a Milwaukee Bucks fan and to be from the 414. It's just, I'm walking around my neighborhood, my, my neighbors are congratulating me. They're having pool parties. It's awesome, Spark. So I told you on Friday, our big three had to beat the Suns' three best players. We'll call them the three best players. And they outperformed them 90 to 81 in the point category. And in every finals run, always has that one surprise player, and you mentioned it, Patty Coniston. Coming up big, he's taking a
4: lot of heat. Dude, he's Might been, been solid. Be he's been solid throughout the playoffs, man. All right,
10: Spark, let's party on. Let's get this. Let's finish it up.
4: Let's do it. Spark. One more let's One more Tuesday night is the one next one. Thanks for the call, Tony. I appreciate it. I, you say whatever you about Pat Conson. As I've been saying, I'm not a big Pat C guy. Not at all. But that dude has been solid in the playoffs, and I've been saying it for the last couple of rounds. He has come up here in the last couple of rounds with some big key shots in in different moments. And again tonight, he was like the only one hitting shots in the beginning of that game. That was it. He had another big one down the stretch again for this team. He just, he has come up big. He really has. All right, uh, where to next? How about Corey listening on that Odyssey app? A-U-D-A-C-Y listening in Phoenix. Download that Odyssey app today. You can listen anywhere you want. Corey, what's going on, buddy?
11: Sparky. Milwaukee just broke their spirit, baby. I just think so. Just, yeah. just broke their spirit, man. Well, I'm I'm gonna tell you what. That defense, defense all day today. Even though Holiday picked up that early foul, those early couple of fouls. Defense, man. And then, oh my God, you got you got a point spread from Middleton, Giannis, and Drew. Come on, away from the Bradley's.
12: excuse me, from the Flyers?
4: Oh, you can oh, call God. Bradley Center. Call whatever you want tonight, man. I don't yeah, care hey, what you hey, call
12: Rachel,
11: it. Hey, from where they play at home, right?
4: You can call <laughs> Mecca for all I care tonight. I, it does not matter.
11: Hey, you know what? They are not getting back here to Phoenix. The Bucks showed them and told them tonight. You know what? We taking this and they took it tonight, there's no way the Suns are going to win in Milwaukee.
4: Let me ask you this. Let me ask you. I'm curious. So I think they were projecting, I don't know what the number is at, but I I thought they were projecting like 30000 in the Deer District tonight. Plus, they sold out their $10 seats for inside Pfizer for them uh, to watch the game. So now Tuesday night is game six. I can't even imagine how expensive those tickets probably are going to be or were. Um, How many people do you think are going to be out in that Deer District on Tuesday night?
11: Forty, fifty thousand. Oh my, uh, uh, Sparky, Sparky, Infinity? Is that is that?
4: The <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because they have a chance to clinch, and then you, everybody wants to be a part of that party, right?
11: Hey, look, 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 man, this is this is Milwaukee. They took it tonight, yeah, because now they get the last game at home. There is no way Phoenix is winning in Milwaukee. The, I, I, oh my god. I am so glad to be here. I'm gonna be. Remember the last game I told you I did not go to an establishment. Oh yeah, I'm going to an establishment. <laughs> well, just don't Gear get up, just, Gear
4: up, baby. I love it, yeah. Corey. You and your girl. I can hear your girl in the background. You can, yeah, yeah, I can't. She's giggling and laughing and loving life. Hey, Corey, you, you guys have fun tonight, buddy. We'll talk to you Tuesday night.
12: Sparky, yes
4: sir. Go hey, bucks. go bucks. Go bucks, go. There he is, Corey in Phoenix. Him and his girl, chilling. As the Bucks get the win, one twenty-three, one nineteen. It's your time, Bucks. It's your time, Bucks fans. Enjoy this. Soak this in. Tomorrow, enjoy this. Soak this in. Monday, we start talking about Tuesday. But today and tomorrow, ah, don't worry about. Uh, don't even think about Tuesday. You just enjoy tonight. Enjoy tomorrow. Talk Bucks with all your friends and family. Maybe grill out a little bit. Celebrate together. That's what this is all about, man. You just don't know if we'll ever get back to this point again. You are one win away from the NBA Finals. Or from the NBA, uh, being NBA champions, I should say. One win away. Whew. Jake in Heartland, you are next on the Pick and Save Basketball Postgame Show. What's up? What? Nothing, not much. You want to talk about the Brewers or what did you call for?
7: <laughs> I'm so happy. I can remember calling in a couple years ago, complaining about, uh, about Bledsoe, and you can tell you're just one piece away. And without a doubt, Drew Holiday is that piece. His strength just blows me away. I, how strong that guy is. He can take a five in the post and still hold him off in, in the paint. It's unbelievable. I don't understand why uh, Jeff Teague even, even gets any minutes. Out there, you, I think like, that's when the Suns had to run. But outside of that, I was so impressed with the Bucks, How They were actually running offensive sets like all night long. I've been watching them all throughout the playoffs, obviously. And that's one of the things that always gets me. i like, why did not we run more sets? Like, why don't we run actual set plays? They were doing it for a vast majority like all night. I mean, there were a couple times where things got broken down and they, they had to go uh, with, with uh, whatever they could get up, because of the shot clock or whatever. But for the most part, they were running great. Offensive sets made this look phenomenal. Jake, so I'm, I'm I, so excited for the game.
4: Okay, so there were a couple of of things or people that I saw on TV that really wanted, re- really got me going and said, please win this game, please. The first one was that I don't even know what to call him. I, probably, I, I can't say what I want to call him because I'm on over-the-air radio and I'll get fired. <laughs> but that clown, that's the word, that clown with all of his $100 bills – I wanted them, oh, to – and then the fake guy Fieri in front robbed. of them. What? Yeah, those he's two.
7: He's so dumb, he's gonna get robbed. Like, he, he, what are you doing? Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Once cash leaves your hand, like they can't find the people that get it, like it's on traces. That's you know, correct. Uh, he,
4: so that clown was the first one I wanted them to win for, right? And the yeah. second person I saw on TV that I said, man, I hope they, I hope they please win this game. When I saw LeBron James sitting courtside. And that dude has been know. on the Chris Paul bandwagon from the jump. and said anything positive about the Bucks. <laughs> I was like you better win this game in front of that dude so he can go home crying. Oh my yeah, god. He's yep, no yeah, no doubt. All right, Jake, thanks for the call. Yeah. Yeah, I'm salty about this whole LeBron thing. I am. It just irritates the heck out of me. If there would have been anybody, I'm telling you, if there was anybody but Giannis and the Bucks in this thing, if this would have been KD, Kyrie, and Harden against Paul, LeBron would have been tweeting both sides of this. He would have. But because it's Giannis and he's got beef with him, I, again, I don't know what it is, but I'm telling you, you go back and watch these games for the last several years, this dude gets a big time to play this guy and always has these comments coming out the side of his mouth about Giannis. I, the, the only the only thing that would be better than this is if they actually beat LeBron and the Lakers instead of the Suns. That would have made it even better. But this works. This works. NBA champions, regardless of who they beat. I don't really care who they are. Bride in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. You're next here on the Pickett a Basketball Post Game Show. What's
7: up? Hey, what's going on, Sparky? You tell me, buddy. Hey, I'm loving it. Loving it. I'm a long time Bucks fan, a long time listener to this show, and uh, just glad to be on the show and, and glad to be celebrating this Bucks team, man.
4: You tell me something in Fort Wayne, <laughs> Indiana. Listening on hey, your.
7: Yeah, I'll be home visiting family in just a couple of days. I, if the Bucks win in six, which they will, uh, I'll be in Milwaukee for that. All so. right, but Brian,
4: this is what I want to know. I mean, you're on your Odyssey. I, I want you to explain this to me. How has this finals been perceived or talked about uh, in Indiana, where you live? Uh, no one's,
7: <laughs> no one around here is talking about it at all much. So <laughs>
4: there you go, that's great. But, well, uh, I mean, at least they're not. At least they're not all Suns fans. I got that going for us, I guess. Yeah,
7: no, no, no one here seems to really care much. But uh, no, i just loving the uh, loving the tenacity, loving Chris Middleton stepping up, uh, especially late in the game when he was dead tired and you could tell and still nailing that three at the end there just you know loving that um brooke lopez um he he yeah he started off terrible but i mean he was necessary coming back in late in the game um really stepped it up there so just really loving uh loving this loving seeing the pfizer forum alive and hopping and uh hopefully getting uh, looking to get to be downtown uh in a couple of days. So for, you're gonna go be a that's part that's of the good. Deer
4: District then. That's your plan.
7: Either Deer District or one of the local bars around there.
4: Well, I'll tell, tell you right now, that it. game <laughs> that game tips at eight o'clock on Tuesday, so you better be there by at least two thirty, three o'clock.
7: Hey, absolutely for sure.
4: Yeah, you better get there real early. Hey, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. There's Brian in Fort Wayne, Indiana is coming home to visit family. Uh and if y'all plan on going down there on Tuesday, I'm telling you, I'm not even kidding. Y'all better bring a bunch of money to spend on food and beverage or whatever to keep yourself going because you're going to have to be down there beyond early uh, in, in order to save seats, save spaces, or whatever it is. Uh, and then parking. Oh. I mean, if they do get forty to 50,000 people down there, which I, I think is a, they have a legit chance at on Tuesday, if they get that, good luck with parking as well. But again, the memories you will get out of that uh, will be outstanding. You'll never, ever, ever forget this. Promise. Eric in New Berlin. You're next on the Pickens State Basketball Post Game Show after the Bucs beat the Phoenix Suns, 123-119. Now one win away from becoming NBA champions.
13: Hey, Spark, man. What a win. Unbelievable.
4: Unbelievable is right.
13: I really, honestly, when we went down 32-16 pretty early in the first there, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a... One of those games we just kind of get the, you know, blown out, and uh, hopefully we can come back and uh, start getting back on track here. But uh, unbelievable the way they fought, just like the last game too. I mean, just unbelievable. But yeah, prepare for a unbelievable uh, party when we uh, come back on Tuesday. You know, I really they are
4: gonna get done. That's the thing, Eric. They just don't give up. I mean, they—they they just did not give up. They were on the road. It wasn't going their way there in the first quarter, uh, and once Holiday got going, seemingly everybody else got going in those two and a half minutes while Giannis was off the floor, uh, and that really just changed the momentum of the game. And the Suns gave it their best, their best try multiple times there in the fourth, and just could not get back to uh, kind of pulling in front and staying in front against the Bucks.
13: Yeah, Hol- Holiday was huge and absolutely huge. Huge. That's the first time I really thought to myself, like, wow. That was a good trade and a good move. He's always had good defense, but the way he was hitting some of the clutch threes, just clutch shots, unbelievable.
4: Yeah, huge night for uh, Drew Holiday. So what's your plan? Are you thinking that you are going to go down to Deer District? Are you thinking you're going to a bar or restaurant in the area? Are you going to watch it at home on your couch? What's the plan for Tuesday?
13: Uh, honestly, probably just stay at home. I mean, I'd love to go downtown. Don't get me wrong, but I got a uh, you know, four-year-old son. and. Uh,
4: yep, I uh, hear you
13: kind of stay-at-home type
4: of, you know. Yep, I got a five-year-old, and I'm not bringing that five-year-old down there. No chance. No how, no, not no. happening. Nope, I, I I'm with you.
13: I guarantee if we have a parade and if we have a party when they win, I'm going to go to that parade.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, th- yeah, they'll definitely be one of those, I would have to think. Eric, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, mm mm-mm. They're one way away. I- I'm going to say this, like, I don't know, a million more times. If y'all want to make a drinking game, Take shots every time I say they're one win away. Because it'll be a great drinking game. And I'm going to do the same thing on Monday during the Wednesdays Big Show, 10-2. I promise you. Because I'm trying to pound into my own brain that this actually is happening. This is amazing. 414 1250 Tweet us at 1250 AM. Uh, the fan as well. Uh, we got some uh, tweets coming in. More Really more GIFs, people tweeting GIFs at us uh, more than they are actually tweeting comments at us one way or the other. And I I, I will just say that, like this guy here, Jack, who tweets at 1250 AM, the fam. uh, All the people in this city that gave up hope, that said, sun's in four. I'm not cashing in receipts yet. There's work to be done. But I am taking that shoebox of receipts out of storage and keeping it right next to me. Uh, and that is Jack uh, tweeting at 12:50 a.m. The fan. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who in the world around here said Suns and four before this series. Because like I said, I wasn't here. Uh, but come on, y'all. Really? I, I, if you're a Suns fan, then well, okay, fine. But if you're a Bucks fan, what in the world did you see that would make you think they wouldn't win even a game? Come on. No. 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 I mean, that's ridiculous. I, I mean. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. Tyler in Greenfield, you're next on the Pickens and Basketball Basketball postgame show with me, Steve Sparky, Flipper. What's up?
14: Hey, Spark. This is, and I and I said this to your producer, uh, this is just surreal. This is, it's beyond surreal. It's almost like it's not reality right now, knowing that we are this close, that we are this close. And, I mean, you know, Spark, I you know, I was an intern, intern there at that great studio, 2013, 2014, I remember how bad things were for, for this team. And to be from that to now this, I mean quite honestly, the journey has just been has just been remarkable and I'm you know what, a part of me is still still trying to grasp the reality that we are this close.
4: Well, see, and that's that's the thing too. I mean, you were here, obviously, Tyler. And you do you do reports for us on the scoreboard show on Friday nights during high school season uh, and all mm-hmm. of that. Uh, but because you were here and, and you were part of these post game shows and everything else, I, you lived the people calling in and being frustrated and angry with the team and so forth. And now to yeah. sit here and go,
14: and, and man, I remember and I remember with the whole uh, with the whole arena thing. I there were fans, there were fans who said. Said, let the team go. Yep. Let the team go to Vegas and Seattle. they're never going to be worse. Sure were.
4: Here. Yep, you're right.
14: They, they can they can deny it now, but I remember those comments. I wish I had saved them because I would love to just show it to them, not say anything. Just show those comments to them. And oh, they know who they answer are. Answer it for it. They, they know who they but, are. But it's Tuesday night. Is going to be an unbelievable night, and you can bet I'm going to be be there in the Deer District. I was there for when they. Sweat the, when they sweat the heat game four, I was there for game seven against Brooklyn. I was there for game six against Atlanta. And I basically wore the same the same outfit combination for all four of those games. And and I'm going to be doing that tonight or doing that uh, Tuesday night. And also I'm going to have in my pocket two dimes. One of the dimes I had picked up during game seven against Brooklyn on, on the ground at Deer District, the other game six, Against Atlanta in the Deer District, so I'm gonna take. I'm not gonna take any chances. I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure you know that we get this done
4: right. And that's just it, Tyler. Thanks for the call. You bring up a great point, like the superstitious aspect of this whole thing, right? Like how many people out there have like worn the same pair of socks every game the time the Bucks have played because they did it once and they won, or they've got a great record when they wear their lucky pair of socks, or their lucky underwear, or, uh, you know, they've ate the same thing for lunch or dinner on Bucks game days uh, since the playoffs got going here or in the finals or whatever the case may be. You have to think that there are a lot of superstitious people out there that have done something of that sort to try and keep the momentum going. The same reason why I'm not going at any of these Bucks games because many of you would never, ever let me live it down if I went and they lost. Many of you have told me, no, 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 no. You cannot go. We're sorry, but, you know, need to win. I get it. Totally. And I'm not going. I'll be here Tuesday night to celebrate with you if they win this thing. And I will not be there. But that's my superstition thing of knowing, hey, you know, I could cool off any hot table in Vegas. Been there, done it. Uh, let's go to Nate on the south side of Milwaukee. You are next on the Pickett State Basketball Post Game Show. What's up, Nate? Hey, what's up, Sparky?
15: I got a few things for you. So I called in after after game four, and I was the guy talking about Bucks got to do something about Holiday, having more shot attempts than Giannis. Obviously, that shut me right up. Uh, Holiday was an unbelievable game. I mean, when you look at the 13 assists plus 27 points and what he did defensively, I mean, if the Bucks win the championship, you've got to look back on this game and what Holiday did. Unbelievable game. Um, and then just something real quick. I mean, if you're the sun sparky, because I'm just one of these box score nerds. I mean, you got to look. You shot 55% yep. overall.
16: And, and lost.
15: 68%. From three. From three. Yeah, well, let off the three. show with that. Yep. Well, while turning it over less than the Bucks did, yep. and you lost.
4: You lost.
13: A wild game.
4: Paul scored his 20. Aiden did what he was supposed to do. Booker put up 40, and you still lost. Crazy. And you were at home. At at an arena that you came up with a new name for before this game, which is, again, I've never heard of such a thing in the middle of a series changing the name of an arena. But whatever the case may be, I'm sure they got a lot of money to have their name on a finals game. Uh, Nate, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, and and again, the play that everybody's going to be talking about, the one that everybody is going to be talking about, uh, I I would think uh, going forward is going to be this play right here
0: gets inside, leans in, knocked away and stolen by Holiday. Phoenix has to foul, and a tentacle ball, throws it down. And a foul. Giannis on the alley-oop. What a turnaround. A chance to take the lead and the turnover. As the Bucks now up by three and a free throw coming
4: up. Just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Turn of events there. That steal by a holiday. The alley-oop to Giannis. Highlight courtesy of ABC. Breen, Jackson, and Van Gundy on the call. That's going to be the play that everybody is talking about uh, moving forward for certain. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Is this? this, Who's on line three? Who's on line three? Tell me who's on line three over there. Buck charm,
17: the national anthem singer.
4: Oh, oh, Ben, the national anthem singer. I got you. Okay, I, I so I got Ben and A. That's all I see in my call screener. Thank you, uh, Ben. You're next on the Pickett Save Basketball Post Game Show. What's up, Ben? You ready for Tuesday, buddy?
18: Oh yeah, let's get this going, man. Hey, that was, uh, man, what a game, huh? I I I just want to say, like, man, tell me, Chris Middleton hasn't been worth the money this year, though, huh? Like, yeah, I get that Drew Holiday it was he had a great game, and there's no question. Like, he was such a big difference maker today. But man, those money shots that Middleton are hitting at the end there—that those are just. Let me ask you: those are those are money shots, man?
4: Ben, uh, Be, let me ask you this: Is Middleton the MVP of the finals?
18: I mean, honestly, like I know it's funny because we were talking about that. I was at a we were, we were all watching it, so we were going nuts. I I, I think. You know, I don't want to be that guy because I know it's Giannis' moment, but, man, I really think Middleton is the MVP of the finals. The guy is just absolutely coming to play. And it's like they, they you know, when they win, to me, he's like the reason. I mean, yeah, Giannis, obviously that was a, just an amazing play that you just played to give me chills to do it again. But, but Middleton making those shots that are heavily contested from distance, like three-point, like right inside the three-point line, all that, like at the end of the game when it's money time, I mean, man, that is just – I think that's more than the Bucks even hope for. That's uh, incredible.
4: Yeah, no question. Yeah, Ben. All, all right, so you are singing the national anthem uh, Tuesday, Tuesday night. Yep. And I'll you be there. you may be singing the national anthem of the game in which the Bucks become
18: NBA champions. That's, <laughs> that's when, you, when you when you said that my wife started tearing up.
4: <laughs> that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy, Ben.
18: Yeah, I mean, oh man, I. This is just. Oh man, I am just so excited for this town, man. And obviously, obviously I'm excited for me too. Like that's exciting for me, but, but man, as a Bucks fan and, and Sparky, I've obviously, you know, I've always been a huge fan of yours. And I, I've listened to you for a long time, way before I knew you. And I'm so happy for us, man. I'm happy for you too. Like I want to get this win though. Like let's, let's win it. Let's win it game six. I'll be singing the national anthem. Let's keep the legend alive. I, I don't, I don't want to go to game seven. Let's win it game six and get it, get it done. You know what I mean? Let's get it. No done. question.
4: Ben, thanks so much.
18: I yeah, appreciate it. Uh, take
4: care. Yeah. There he is. Yep. Yeah. There, we'll talk to Yeah. We'll talk soon. There he is. Uh, Ben, uh, Ty and again, he is the national anthem singer throughout this playoff run. And obviously uh, does a great job uh, performing the national anthem. The bucks consider him a lucky charm, Wish they give him better seats, uh, but, but they consider him a lucky charm. So, uh, he gets to sing the national anthem uh, throughout this run and, he may get to sing the national anthem when the Bucs become NBA champions on Tuesday night. <laughs> I just say that out loud. Bucks NBA champions. Yeah, it could happen Tuesday night. They could clinch Tuesday night. Next game, there's at most two games left in the, in the deal. There's two games left at most. Bucs just need to one win one of the next two to become NBA champions. We'd all prefer it to be Bucks in six, right? Brandon Jennings. Somebody get Brian Jennings back to this arena on Tuesday night, please. I mean, I think that, that would be pretty cool. He do not need to be in the parade, but just be in the arena. That would be pretty sweet. Kyle, north side of Milwaukee, you are next on the Pickett State Basketball Post Game Show. What's up, Kyle?
19: Thanks for taking my call. This run by the Bucks is very close. I think the Bucs beat it by a little bit when the Brewers started going for the World Series and got bumped out of that from you know from going to the World Series. This is even better than that. The other thing is, is that I don't know if it was on your show or on someone else's show, there was someone that had called in and he's been, I like, think, 90% right that he said that certain teams would get certain players, they'd win the finals. And he had stated that if the Bucs were would, would able to get Drew Holiday, that they would win the finals. I don't know who the guy was. But I heard it. You know, this was like at the beginning of the season, when when the, when the when the trade had 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 uh, had come on down, and he said that was he said that would solidify Milwaukee of winning the whole thing. I just it's just weird. I don't know if you can get him on the show or something like that and just talk to him. Also, but and who was this, it? I don't I don't know. It was it was like at the beginning of the season. I'm not I I don't know who it was, but someone had called on in. And he's been like ninety percent right on different teams right. acquiring players. That if they get this certain player, they will win the they will win the, the finals. And he has been like ninety percent correct.
4: Really? Huh, I wish I knew who that was. All right, yeah, well I'll, you'd I'll check talk. with you. You have to talk
19: to some of your other guys.
4: Yeah, I'll check with Bard and, and Rami and those guys and see if, if they remember who you're talking about.
19: Yeah, but maybe we can get them on the show or something yeah. like that. and Find, find out, especially if, if if we do it in six, which is I'm gonna be down in the Deer District for for this one because. Okay, well, I've got some finally.
4: I've got some news on the Deer District, Kyle, and I'm gonna say it right now. So thanks for the call. Uh, just got a text from a girl at home uh, who's got the news on Channel 12 News, and apparently, I don't have my email up. I probably should. Apparently, they're gonna have a limit on fans in the Deer District. They're going to allow 25,500 fans. That's it. That's all that will be allowed in to the Deer District. So our guesses of forty to 50,000 or whatever, uh, no. They're only allowing 25,500. So the first 25,500 to get there, you're the lucky ones. The rest of you, you're going to have to find somewhere else to watch the game. Now you're really going to have to get there early. <laughs> Really early in order to get yourself into this thing. I don't know how they're going to structure this. Like you're going to have people camping out at the entrance of this thing tomorrow, waiting to get in on Tuesday. Like are you? Are they going to allow people to set up chairs and just go all the way down, waiting to get in from the entrance? You have people camped out miles down the road, trying to wait to get into the deer district on Tuesday. So there you go. Capacity, apparently, 25,500. That's all they're going to allow on Tuesday night. So it is what it is, I guess. Bucks win 123-119 over the Phoenix Suns, and they are one win away from becoming...
21: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: It's time for the Wendy's Player of the Game. On the Pick and Save Basketball Postgame Show, get yourself a free Wendy's Frosty after every Bucks win.
4: Oh, uh, Bucks fans, how about it? One twenty-three, one nineteen over the Phoenix Suns, one win away from becoming NBA champions. Thanks for tuning in, twelve fifty a.m. The fan again. Come Monday, it's going to be wall to wall Bucks. Right, Bart Winkler, six a.m. to ten a.m. Wendy's Big Show. Be back on the air, ten a.m. to two p.m. And then uh, Sparky's Midday Madness, two to three. Rami show with Rami Makloff Three to six. Going to be so much fun. And then Tuesday night, Pickett A basketball postgame show back on the air. Hopefully talking about the NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks uh, on Tuesday night. And uh, Wendy's player of the game. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't give it to Giannis. I want to give it to Giannis. I really do want to give it to Giannis. I can't give it to Giannis. Milton was big down the stretch there, folks. Drew Holiday was the reason they got back into this thing in the second quarter, Connaughton off the bench. I can't give it. To, I can't give it to Giannis. I. I can't. I can't do it. Uh, I, I'm gonna go Drew Holiday. He got the steal, the alley oop to Giannis there to end it. I'm gonna go Drew Holiday. Wendy's player of the game. 27 points, 13 assists, four boards, three steals, a block. Only two turnovers in 42 minutes. 12 of 20 from the floor. Three of six from three. Not a single free throw. And again, I I don't, I really don't understand how he doesn't get to the line more. I I, I just really don't. But either way, uh, he is your Wendy's player of the game. Go get your free Frosty now or tomorrow. You can get it tomorrow too. It's 24 hours. Any participating Wisconsin Wendy's, chocolate or vanilla. And then I want you to give me a picture, a selfie Tweeted at Big Show Network of you and your finals gear. Could be anything. It can be a rally towel that maybe you got a Fisor. It Could be a finals shirt. Like I, I, I bought back uh, I know, a week, week and a half ago, whatever it was. Finals hat. Whatever you got, you know, symbolizing this whole run or whatever. You, your Frosty and whatever that is. Tweeted at Big Show Network. Got a bunch of cool throwback jerseys with people in them. Tweeted at us when I asked about that after the last one, and now I'm asking for some finals gear. Uh, or something associated with it, with your Frosty that you get tonight or tomorrow. When is open late, man? Plenty of time. Get over there. Get your free Frosty. Nice little victory Frosty for you uh, on your way home uh, tonight. Jim in Chicago. You're next on the Pick and Save Basketball Post Game Show. What's up, Jim?
22: Oh, hey, Sparky. I'm so happy tonight. But I'm going to start with a complaint first. Uh, You know what? What was with the dude who's flipping his $100 bills when Giannis is trying to shoot his free throws. Yeah. That was ridiculous, you know? Okay, so that was ridiculous to start. But why in the flip did a network keep going back to that guy? That's what, I, that's what I want to know. Because they
4: knew. I'll tell you why. Because, Jim, they saw on social media the dude was blowing up and everybody was talking about it. So you play the hits when you're in TV just like you do when you're on the radio. So they knew that dude was yeah, popular yeah. and everybody was talking about him, so they kept feeding the beast of social media and kept going back to him.
22: Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. But we got the redemption at the end. So Correct. the last thing I want to say is I had the privilege to be at uh, Wednesday night's game. And I got to I, I ran into Ben at halftime. Ben took a selfie with me, the highlight of of, of my evening, and I'll tell you what, it was like a flipping jet engine was next to my ear in the second half. That place was electric. And I'll tell you what, Tuesday night is going to be the most incredible place that has ever been in the history of Milwaukee sports. And I predict that we're going to win it. Bucks in six is what I'm talking about.
4: Yeah, Bucks in six would be sweet. Are you coming up, Jim?
22: I wish I was, but I just checked. Standing room tickets are currently going for $1,400 a piece. Yep. As a public educator, that's kind of out of my price range. I wish, man. yeah, but I wish.
4: even if you're not going to the game, man, just to be in one of the establishments around here with all these other Bucks fans, you're probably not going to find much of that in Chicago.
22: Oh, heck, no, no, they're they're not really uh, talking up the Bucks right now down here in Chicago. I know. But, uh, you know what? I, I, that that is a possibility. I'm thinking about heading north of the Cheddar Curtain and, and at least being in the state.
4: Yeah, no question. Qual- I'm just telling you, man, it, it, it's going to be cool. All right, man. Thanks for the call, Jim. I, that's just it. Like, I can't. I'm not going
22: to spend
4: $1,400 on this daddy. room only ticket either. But again, again, I'm, I'm going to be here with y'all Tuesday night, right? We may go all night. We may go right up to Bart at 6 a.m. for all I know. We'll see. But this is what I'm going to tell you. If I wasn't doing this show, I would be somewhere with other Bucks fans watching this. It may be an establishment close to my house, living in Oak Creek. Uh, m- maybe somewhere downtown or whatever, I don't think I'd be willing to camp outside and wait in line trying to get in the Deer District. Again, if you're just tuning in, apparently they're going to have a capacity of 25,500, which means not everybody is going to get in. So it's going to be first come, first serve for the first 25,500. I'm guessing it's a safety thing of why they're doing it that way. I haven't heard or talked to Peter Fagan or any of those guys yet, uh, but that would be my guess as to why they're doing it that way. So, yeah. So if, if you want to go there, do that. But I would definitely either that or maybe have a bunch of my friends and family over Bucks fans and have a little house party and watch it together. This is just something you should watch as a group, I think. Because it's going to be a memory you're always going to have for the rest of your life if – Indeed, they win on Tuesday night. They win tonight, though, 123 119. One win away from being NBA champions. 414 799 1250. Tweet us at 1250 a.m. The fan. Mike in Pewaukee, you're next on 1250 a.m. The fan. What's up, buddy? Hey, Sparky.
17: Uh, you know, it's uh, almost uh, 20 after 11. And just while I was on hold here, firework, people are shooting off fireworks yep. here. And I mean, it's, it's just this is. One of your, a couple of your callers, you know, that I heard said this is surreal, and it to me it is too. I just can't. It, it's amazing. I know we have a, it, It's not. It's not done yet. But man, you still, you can't help but get the feeling they stole that game. I didn't think they could do it, and I got to be honest. In that first quarter, I was like, they're not winning this game. And that you know, I kept watching, obviously, but I didn't have that kind of faith in them. I, and they came back with a vengeance. And I got to say. Uh, you know that Devin Booker, he's a heck of a player, no doubt. But, I mean, does does any – the guy has clearly fouled our guys three times in the last two games. I mean, bear-hugging, ripping down to the floor, I, I, that just pisses me off. I, I just had to get that out. Protected that,
4: by the NBA referees. Yeah,
17: exactly, yep. exactly. The the other thing is the one thing that made this this victory for me personally so sweet is not just because and I, I'm a huge Bucks fan of course you know as, as we all are but to see LeBron supporting his buddy Chris Paul you know in attendance and it's clear the NBA doesn't want the Bucks to win this thing I mean I I just you know nobody wants the bucks to win except you know bucks fans in wisconsin that's that's it and I, if we get this it's going to be so sweet because you know what everybody around the country cuz it's not la it's not chicago it's not new york you know it's just, i just i just loved seeing when when they when they showed lebron james i i'm not i don't hate the guy personally i, I just don't like him I
4: think, you know, and, and I'll tell you what I hate. I hate the fact that this dude will not give Giannis credit for anything. Well, that, that, that's that what too. I hate that about too. it. And again, oh, oh, th- 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 three wins away for CP3. Oh, two wins away from CP3. <laughs> and then guess who went quiet after that?
8: Uh, yeah, that's yeah.
4: what irritates the hell out of me. Like, again, if this was Durant and. And Harden and those guys, he'd be tweeting about both teams, about how well both teams are playing. He'd be playing both sides of the fence. But it's Giannis, so screw him. I'm not saying anything positive about him. I I, I just cannot stand that, dude. Yeah,
17: I can't either. And you know what? I saw Space Jam for the the original. I watched it two days ago, and I didn't. Th- I mean, it didn't do anything for me. I I would never go see Space Jam two. Well, it's
4: not LeBron getting it's it. not getting good reviews. Uh, no, it, based on everything it, it, I've seen, Mike. Yeah, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, there's a couple reasons, right? Um, well, that's probably not doing well. I obviously haven't seen it. Uh, one is Looney Tunes even a big thing with kids anymore to begin with. Like back when that one came out with Michael Jordan. I watched Looney Tunes. Like, I couldn't wait to watch that movie. So, that was a big thing with me. Now, though, there are so many options with cable TV and YouTube and everything else. Like, how many kids are even watching Looney Tunes? Because that was the draw, right? The draw wasn't, oh, let's get all the adults to watch it. The draw was that the kids would want to watch it, and then they'd bring their parents with. Their parents would recognize Muggsy Bogues or Patrick Ewing or whoever was in, and they'd get a kick out of it, too. Cute movie. Uh, well, Michael Jordan, of course, everybody loved Michael Jordan. Well, I didn't, but uh, mostly everybody did. Uh, and LeBron thing here, that that little split, like he just said, ah, LeBron's in it. I'm not watching it, so that 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 hurts it uh, a little bit as well. Maybe LeBron's still mad that Giannis wouldn't be in Space Jam Two with him. Who knows? Uh, Justin in North Carolina, you're next on the Pick and Save Basketball Post Game Show after the Bucks to win 123-119. Justin, they are one win away from NBA championship. One,
12: Sparky, I was gonna say one, one, one away, man, Sparky. You just gotta go, just go to the Deer District before you go to the studio, man. Soak it up for a little bit.
4: Hey, I mean, twenty-five thousand five hundred, and I'm getting stuff sent to me by my my buddy Ryan Ellerbusch, uh, sending me stuff from uh, Channel 12 from earlier because they capped it off at twenty-five thousand five hundred, so then they were stopping people from getting into the Deer District. There was one report getting to the point now where people who can't get into the Deer District Plaza are trying to push through police and barricades. (laughs) Offers are doing their best to keep people moving. That was earlier this afternoon, uh, heading into the game earlier this evening. I wasn't aware of that. Uh, That was going on, and now they're going to have the same capacity limit on Tuesday night for Game 6.
12: Yeah. They're going to have a situation on their hands. They're going to. They gonna have a riot before the game starts, man. No,
4: please do not. Please, please, <laughs> please do not kill us in the na No, that would make Milwaukee look yeah, horrible yeah, if something would. like that, that happened.
12: Yeah, yeah. Fans behave, enjoy. It. Just like you said, go to the bars, hang out. There's yeah. lots of places
4: to go watch this game around the state yeah. of Wisconsin.
12: Yeah, for sure, man. But man, this is so satisfying because you know we struggled in Phoenix as a Bucks fan. You know we lost there what 24, 25 years straight. You know in Phoenix forever. So. Yeah. Right, so go to go down there and I was I was having flashbacks in those days like now nah, 32-16 like, "Dang, man, this is back like you know, back in the days you go to standings and get blown out. We'd blown out and just pack our bags after the first quarter, man. So, that was a championship effort, man. That that you could tell they was they wanted it. They were they they were just they were just hungry, man. After that, I don't know what click, how they he took over, man, leadership. They they just wanted it. They wanted every loose ball. They were fighting, scrapping, clawing, and that's this team. That's our that's our identity, man. That's Milwaukee. You know, we fight, scrapping, clawing for everything we get, man. So I'm proud of this thing, man. I can't wait. I can't wait till Tuesday. I I got a brisket. I got a, I'm gonna put a brisket on early, five in the morning. You know, what I'm saying, I let it cook, take it off about seven o'clock, cut it up, right. You know, get ready right before the game. Give me some brisket sandwiches, brisket nachos, all that, and you know. You know, I got what's the point mother.
4: did you call in just to make everybody listening hungry is that why you
12: called yeah hey let me tell yeah. you how great
4: my life is here this is what I'm gonna do man you're killing me man come I'm starving on, come on, come on
12: right now in. Durham if you're in Durham East Durham come on come on over man I'm off of Highway 70 Sharon Road just come on over you know I got the beers I got I got it all we ready
4: I may end up living in North Carolina one day and if that <laughs> happens you and I are gonna <laughs> retire together All right, Justin, be good, buddy. Take care. There he is. Justin in North Carolina, hanging out, getting his brisket ready for the game on Tuesday. 123-119. Again, 32 points for Giannis, 29 for Middleton, 27 for Drew Holiday uh, in this game. And obviously uh, we know about all the big plays uh, that happened uh, in this game. But again, Drew Holiday, again, was just so big.
0: With the steal, took it away from Booker. And with Tucker out, Holiday on him. And knocks down the three. Drew Holiday now with 23 points in 24 minutes. Largest lead of the game for
4: Milwaukee. That made it uh, 83-75 there in the third quarter. And then, of course, there's Middleton, uh, who was feeling it as well tonight.
0: Middleton as he brings the ball before he looks exhausted. He's played 41 minutes already. Crowder comes up to crowd him. Shot clock at six. Middleton, two-pointer. Puts it in, and the foul! Chris Middleton, a chance for a three-point play. And a lead back up to nine.
4: Such a big, big play there by Chris Middleton. By the way, you know, that that list of people that you just can't stand playing against as a fan when your favorite team plays them, whether it be, you know, a baseball player against the Brewers, Brewer killers or whatever, for the Bucs, Dude, I, Jake Crowder, yeah, I can't stand that guy. Not that I don't like him like him. If he was a buck, I'd love him, right? So this isn't like De Dova for me. Like, I couldn't stand De Dova, the dude and how he played and his whole style. Before he came in the Bucks. I couldn't stand how he played as a buck. I can't stand how he plays after the fact, and he just signed some big deal. Uh, in Australia or somewhere. I don't know where he signed. Some some big deal. He's playing somewhere. Three-year deal, I think he just signed the other day. Um so so that dude, regardless he was here or not, I just didn't like him. Crowder loved him at Marquette, but man, he kills this team, man. Hitting shots, playing good defense. Oh, that, 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 that's the other part of this. Beating him also uh, does me well. Does me really well. All right, dial it up here as we celebrate being one win away 414 799 1250. 414 799 1250. All right, so now who in the world is on one now? Or Lasky, these names are too long. Is that who is this uh, on one now? Mr. Notebook Mike. Notebook Mike, okay. Notebook Mike, you're next on the Pick and Save Basketball Post Game Show. What's up, Notebook Mike? We can seven, reds four.
23: Uh-huh. It's Sounds good when both teams
16: win. Absolutely. I remember calling you two or four
23: years ago when you had the show. and We'd always be like, we need to rest Giannis. Don't have him in the game at garbage time. Let him eat his candy. He, you could leave him in the whole game and eat him cop a sweat. And we think, like I, I. Go ahead.
4: What happened, old no book, Mike?
23: Uh, I thought you were going to say something.
4: No, no, go ahead.
23: Oh. Uh, Drew Holiday.
4: Yeah,
23: I said Drew Holiday played a game, and I was hoping you would too. Ted Steele on Booker. No, towards the end of the game, when he just grabbed the ball out of his arms. I mean, that 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 went a long way. And the best thing about winning six, you don't have to see these goofy fans with their. Street train money and women have never been their game except this one. And then they show me at the end of the game looking like their dog died. And real quick, because I know you guys got a lot of calls. Jeff and Gundy, see, I watch at home. I don't go to a bar. That's fine. But I go Tuesday. He thinks he's a referee. He drives me nuts.
4: What did you say? What know. is he? he thinks what? He
23: thinks he's a referee.
4: Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, that's his job, though, as an analyst, is to give his thoughts on whatever he sees. Yeah,
23: that's a foul. That's a foul. Well, he never says that's not a foul. And you know what? Those buyers owners really deserve it downtown. Yeah,
4: they do. Yeah, they were struggling, obviously. They have to get all their COVID money back. Yep, yeah, no question. Notebook Mike, I thank you, my that's friend. Good you good have night. a good You have a good night, Mike. Good to- Take care. There he is. Notebook Mike. Here on the Pickensave Basketball Post Game Show after the Bucks get the win. I like Van Gundy and Mark Jackson and Mike Brain. I know some of y'all may not, but I like them. I, I enjoy listening to those three. I think they're really good together. Uh, let's go to Adam in Sussex. You're next on the Pickett State Basketball Post Game Show with me, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, as the Bucks get another win, this time on the road in Phoenix, and now wait to try and uh, win an NBA championship here on Tuesday night in Milwaukee.
7: Sparky, a couple things. First of all, I'm surprised I actually got into the show because your phone lines are jammed up. Yes, they are. <laughs> and second of all, I've been, a sh- I've been a listener to the show for since its inception.
4: Well, thank you. I appreciate it.
7: Yeah, it's been a long time. I'm 36 years old, so I had a lot of bucks losing.
4: Yep, so I hear right you. Now, I'm sorry.
7: No, it's bad. Yeah. Um, so right now, I'm on cloud nine. And, you know, when Booker gets 41 and Chris Paul gets 21, and Aiden gets 20, and the Bucks still win, the Suns have no chance. No, no chance.
4: and they shot, again, they shot 68% from three. Yeah. 68%. I couldn't yeah. tell you the last time I saw a box score with a team shooting 68% from three.
23: Yeah,
7: they stand no chance, and then we have the size advantage as well. I mean, without Saric. Who's not that
21: great. But uh, yeah, Sarge
4: sides. is – that that Sarge thing is kind of overplayed, r- realistically. Look, he's not a great rebounder. He's not a good shot blocker. He would have added spacing to them to be able to shoot the three, and he could have held them there. But, again, he's more physical than Kaminsky, I guess, inside. That's that's what they're they're missing without Sarge.
23: Yes.
7: Yes, I agree. But can you tell me
16: something?
4: Sure.
7: I have the same, have the same family dynamic as you. I have a 5-year-old and a 14-year-old stepson. Yep. Your your kids are into sports. Yeah. Mine are not.
4: Well, I mean. They I, don't
7: want to watch any sports with me or nothing. Well, then oh, then, I, have, like, I want to play Xbox instead. Sure, yeah.
4: Like, I mean, for instance, tonight, uh, the 14-year-old had uh, the girlfriend over or whatever, and they were watching some movie in the living room while my girl was in the kitchen doing stuff or whatever. So no big deal. Uh, but he kept checking on his phone and seeing what the Bucks were doing or whatever else. Uh, the five-year, yeah, the five-year-old uh, is obsessed with baseball uh, more than anything else. But then, pretty much this afternoon, admitted that whoever won tonight, he, he you know, he was going to root for. I'm like, you're a front runner. Well, what's a front runner? And then I had to go through that whole conversation with him. But he, he's right. definitely a bigger baseball fan than anything else. He plays baseball 24 uh, seven. I, I mean, I don't, I don't have any advice necessarily one way or the other. Uh, uh, the only thing you could do. Uh, if you really wanted to force the issue, is just limit the 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 time on the Xbox or whatever to, like, you know, you get one hour a day, pick when it is, and you got to figure out something else to do the rest of the time.
24: Sounds good. Yeah, all right.
4: Take care, Adam, you betcha. I mean, I don't know, man. I I, I mean, I, I, again, you know, for, for the job or whatever else, and because this is how I've been my whole life, I'm a huge sports fan. So sports are always on in our house, like all the time. So like for the five-year-old, you know, since he's been a baby, there's always been a baseball, excuse me, a baseball game on a basketball game on a football game the whole time. That's what's on TV most of the time. And when that's not on, then it's HGTV, Food Network, whatever we might have on. Uh, But that's that's what it's always been. And he's just kind of gravitated towards it. Um, And like he said, 14-year-old stepson or whatever, same thing. Uh, And he's huge into sports. You know, plays baseball and all that stuff, uh, and is, re- is a huge football fan and is really becoming a bigger baseball fan by the day. And he wasn't a baseball fan at all a few years ago and now really is getting into watching baseball. So, Yeah, man, I mean, I got no advice uh, other than to say that the less time they spend on the gaming system, the better chance you have of them uh, watching sports because there's nothing else to do and most kids hate to read. So uh, there there's that. Big Ron in New Jersey. You're next on the Pick basketball a basketball postgame show as they win game five and I'll sit one game away from an NBA championship.
24: Hey, Sparky, man. I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. I Thank remember you. you. You used to do like every show on the station. You yeah, do I did. Sparky's final inspection. Yep. And You did a bowling show. Yeah,
4: bowling show. yeah.
24: You did the Bucks and the Brewers. And man. the Packers. And the pack At one
4: point, I was doing all three post game shows plus the racing yeah. show on Saturdays. Yeah. And I was doing Fox 6 on Friday night, high school football sideline coverage. And uh, that's for the scoreboard show on, on Friday night. So, yeah, I was quite busy, but I was also cold and lonely back then, too, Big Ron. So,
24: you, you had unlimited energy. Yeah. You know, but now you got a family. Correct. You know, so Life yeah, changes. Yeah. Life changes. That's right. That's right. So, um, you know, As much as I love David Stearns, I think John Horst has to be credited, you know, with putting this team together. I mean, the Drew Holiday trade is looking, turning into pure gold. And, uh, I mean, you know, the only other reaction from that game is, what was with that douchebag, like, counting money? Uh, uh, Don Giannis free throws. Yeah, what, yeah. What
25: was up
26: with that?
4: I don't know who that dude was. And then you had the guy Fieri Food Network wannabe in front of him with his uh, velour j- suit jacket on or whatever the heck yeah. that was that he was yeah. wearing, too. I have no idea. People were taking shots at him on social media and everything else. And that guy's face he's he's famous for it, no doubt. He's less famous because they lost and nobody's going to want to talk to him. Had the Suns won, he would have gotten all kinds of extra media attention out of that whole deal. They lost, and if the Bucks win uh, on Tuesday, we'll never see him again, which is fine with me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he had his five minutes of fame. So be it.
24: Yeah, man, all those Suns fans—I
4: don't know—they just look like tweaked-out meth heads to me. <laughs> okay, Ron. I can't we can't go there, Big Rod. Hey, man, take care, buddy. Take care. There he all is, take care. Big Rod yeah. in New Jersey, listening on that Odyssey app, A U D A C Y. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Man. I, like, I, the thing that blows my mind is if you were listening uh, on Friday. We had uh, a listener that used to live around here, uh Cactus Pete, and he lives down in Arizona now. And he was telling us that, hey man, like you wear your Bucks gear down here, and people like talk and whisper about you, like, ah, see a Bucks fan, whatever. Then he went out to say They like they just just didn't re- don't don't respect the Bucks. Like they were hoping for a challenge. They were hoping for the net, so it'd be at least uh, a good series. We had somebody else call in. Was it Corey in Phoenix that called in? Forgot who it was. One of our, our listeners in Phoenix, turns out we got quite a few that are Bucks fans down there, uh, called in and said they were at, I think it was game two. Said Suns fans were real cool. No problem. Uh, but the Suns fans that were sitting around uh, him uh, and his girl, because they were there uh, for their anniversary, were talking to each other, not to them, talking to each other like, man, his team ain't all that good. Like, pfft. Son's got this. You know, th- this is going to be a sweep. They're not even that good. Not even really a challenge. It was that type of stuff being spoken again, not to him, but just you know, casual talking to your friend, watching the game or whatever. And he was able to overhear quite a bit of what was going on. So they definitely uh, were overconfident, without question, uh, for this series. Bill in Waukesha, you are next on 12:50 a.m. The Fan, of the Picket Save Basketball Post Game Show. What's up, Bill?
27: Hey Sparky, thanks for taking my call. We're going a little bit outside the box here on this uh, question, but uh, I know everybody's all fired up and everything about. But
28: my question
27: to you is, I've been mean, I've been watching basketball and a lot of stuff. Everybody's all fired up and everything about the win. But my question to you is, do you think this is one of the best NBA series? In the last
4: 20 years. um, You mean like final series? Yep. I don't know. I mean, th- those first two games weren't anything special, to be honest with you, in Phoenix. Uh, game three, the Bucks kind of pulled away on them. Uh, game four was a close game. Tonight was a good game. So really, I mean, if you're outside looking in, you probably are saying there's been really two good basketball games that were close and had you uh still paying attention at the end of the series. So I I don't, yeah, I mean I I don't I don't think this would be considered one of the best final series that we've seen. As Bucks fans obviously, it's the only final series, you know, that's involved our team, so obviously right. we're going to love it and right. think it's great, but I, I I don't think nationally uh or as history looks back at it, people will consider this one of the best final series.
27: All right, thank you for taking my calls.
4: You bet you take care, Bill. Yeah, I can. you just I gotta look from the outside in a little bit on this and be realistic as far as, okay, if I'm not a Bucks fan, you know, how do we look at it? We had a guy in Fort Wayne, Indiana call in earlier. I said, so what are they saying about this this series in Fort Wayne, Indiana? He said, not a thing. Nobody's even talking about it. Not even talking about it. and, and this is the 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 NBA fear when you don't have LeBron or a super team in Golden State that you don't get that talk everywhere you get it in parts but not everywhere now having said that you know the final numbers are way up over say last year but still not where they were in 2019 pre-pandemic so there's that that goes along with it either way if i'm adam silver regardless of tv ratings i'm happy i'm very if the bucks win this and they're nba champions and I'm Adam Silver, I'm smiling from ear to ear. And if somebody goes, why are you so happy? Because nobody can ever again come at me with, you can't win if you're a small market in the NBA. Because there you go. It's got like the smallest radio deal in the league, or whatever the case may be. Small, Well, and definitely TV deal. The, the Bally's deal, I'm sure, is, is probably the lowest or one of the lowest in the NBA. And they won it. You could say, they got lucky, they got Giannis. Well, whatever. But they still won it. So those franchises that go, man, never going to win. Well, yeah, you got to find a superstar. Herb Cole never found the superstar. Herb Cole had all-stars. Herb Cole never had the superstar. Ray Allen, all-star. Ray Allen, probable Hall of Famer. But not to the same level of, in my opinion, of Giannis, LeBron, Durant, Colby, he's he's not at that level, right? He's not that transcendent of a player. Great shooter. There's been lots of great shooters, but not at that level. and That's that that's really the biggest difference, I think. Mike, downtown, you're next on the Pick and Save Basketball Game show after the Bucks win 123 to 119, one game away from the NBA championship. What's going on, Mike?
28: Hey, yeah. Just an incredible game. I'm waiting to pick up my son. He's in college and went down, and I watched it at home with the fam. And he said, when I dropped him off, he said, we got to all play the best game as a team. We haven't played the best game yet. This is the best game I've seen these three players play all year. And they were incredible plays. This game is legendary. I mean, the steal, two of them by holiday, one to step back. That's playground in your face. Basketball and then the entertaining dunk. Incredible. Yeah, it, it
4: it really was amazing. And when we talk about Tuesday, what's your plan for Tuesday? How are you going to attack this thing on Tuesday knowing they could clinch?
22: Oh, gosh.
28: I got to check if I'm on call. I'm a doctor, so. Oh, uh, well, I Mike, if thank I'm you. Call or not. Thank I don't you. know if I could. Any patient who needs my help, if I'm on call downtown, it'd be pretty uh, loud. Um, but.
4: So you heard they've got Mike you heard they've got a capacity of 25,500 in the Deer District from being a doctor that's downtown I would assume you probably agree that's a good idea because of safety.
28: Yeah, I agree. I'm actually in Oconomowoc. I there was but um You
4: wait a second. Yeah, no, I, Time out, hold on. I'm confused. So you're a doctor that works in Oconomowoc but lives downtown?
28: No, I'm in Oconomowoc. My son was downtown. Oh, I got you. It, I got He's you. recovering from a knee injury, so I had to drop him off, and he got a ride down there. I got to pick him up at a park and ride him.
4: Oh, perfect, but, perfect. Okay, so you live in O'Connor, so this isn't going to affect you at all then.
28: No, but it, I, it would be neat to go down there maybe. My son said it's all 20-something. I'm getting too old for that.
4: Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of younger people down there for sure, but there's a lot of great bars and restaurants down there you could watch the game at, Mike.
28: Yeah, no, it, it's it's exciting. This game – Such drama, getting behind by that many points to come back. I haven't been able to watch all all the Bucs games this year. Is this the best three uh, guys, the top three guys scoring this many points and playing this well as a team offensively, Holiday and Middleton and Giannis? is, Is there a better game than this?
4: All year. Uh, well, I don't know. if There's a better game. I'd have to go back and look. I mean, you you've had all three guys play well together uh, from time to time. The problem has been that you can't get the consistency out of Holiday and Middleton uh, to be able to rely on them. And I I don't want to bring up 2001 necessarily. That team lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. But I mean, you kind of knew what Ray and Sam and Glenn were going to give you night in and night out. And Middleton and Holiday haven't been as necessarily as consistent as you want. And that's what I think makes it difficult for Bucks fans you know, throughout the playoffs saying, oh, yeah, they're definitely going to win this game because you just don't know what you're going to get from those two guys. In mean, the beginning of this series, Middleton played well. Holiday was horrible in the first game. The second game, neither one of them played well uh, in the second game in Phoenix. And now, like the other series, now things have started to pick up a little bit here. Middleton broke out in game three. You saw uh, game four. And now tonight, uh, Holiday and Middleton, and Holiday finally has his breakout game tonight, helping that, that second quarter, and that's what you need. And if with Holiday and Middleton both playing well, I, I just don't think Phoenix can beat this team. Obviously, they shot 68% from three. They shot 55% from the field, and they still lost, Mike. I mean, that's that's crazy. Like I, I don't even know what you do if you're a Suns fan at this point. What are you going to and go, okay, well, this is how we'll win the next game because the odds of you shooting 68% from three – is probably slim at this point. Thanks for the call, Mike. Yeah. I mean, you gotta just be demoralized if you're Phoenix. Like you can't shoot much better than they shot, and you still lost. I will say this though. I, I will say this. If I were a Suns fan, my issue with Monty Williams right now would be this. This series was tied at two, and Devin Booker's coming out of the game. What? why? And he was out of the game for a while in the second quarter. You want to take him out for a little while? Okay. But as they're chipping back, what are you doing, man? And then you go and you take him out for another spurt, there, third of the fourth. Again, what are you doing? And to me, that's where I'd be hot. Earlier in the playoffs, that's where we were hot. Because Giannis in Middleton and those guys weren't playing as many minutes as, say, Durant and Kyrie and those guys. That hasn't been an issue since, but it was then. Drew on the, well, I guess it the first game against Atlanta was an issue. Uh, Drew on the East Side of Milwaukee. You're next on the Save Basketball Post Game Show. What's going on, Drew?
27: Sparky, can you believe what you're saying right now? We are one game away from the NBA final
4: from nope. the championship. I cannot.
27: Delario O'Brien. Yep.
23: Ooh baby, I
27: can't believe it, man. I absolutely have
23: been
27: – I'm, I'm at a loss for words. I've always believed it. I've always been a Chris Middleton apologist. I have been – since I moved to Milwaukee – well, I grew up, born and raised in Wisconsin. I moved to Milwaukee seven years ago. When I first got out here, it was all Golden State Warriors jerseys. I – in the first time when the visor came out the year before the pandemic, the first time the Deer District opened – I remember it almost brought a tear to my eye seeing that many people in bucks gear, man. And that this is actually, this is real. And this is happening right in front of our face. It's just, I am, I am beyond words, man. I had a wedding today and I left, I left the wedding. I, I left. I I I just, I had to leave. I had to go come home, watch the game. I was there for, I was in the district for game six or game seven. Um, For, uh, or no, game six against Atlanta for us to get to the finals. I took off Wednesday a couple weeks ago when the schedule first got released for a potential game six in Milwaukee, man. I just got to say my, my heart, you know, it, we know it, but it just, it just, I can't, I can't believe it, Sparky, man. And I just got to give a shout out to Jeff Orlowski, the Polish pipe bomb behind the glass, give a shout out to you, man just everybody just appreciate and just love this moment, man. This is, this is, this is so awesome, but we still got, we still got a lot of work to do. So let's go bucks, man. And just let's go,
23: baby. We're doing it. Bucks at six, funky. Thank you. That to
4: me, that enthusiasm, you could hear the smile and the happiness through the phone. That's all of us tonight, right? That's every one of us tonight. We're all feeling that way right now. If you're not, well, not much I can do for you, folks. Not much. I mean, the way that game went from the second quarter all the way down to the end, Giannis missing free throws and every other dang thing, and they still win. Uh, not much I can do for you. We're going to hear from Mike Budenholzer, Chris Middleton, Pat Connaughton, Drew Holiday. Hey, Uh, Plucker, did Giannis talk? Did I miss? I didn't see Giannis at the podium talking. Did he, did he talk tonight? Did you just call me Plucker? Oh, sorry. Uh, Sorry. No, we're still waiting on Giannis. Okay. I would assume he's going to talk. He better talk. He's Giannis. Let the demon scoring. I'm sitting here. I'm watching because the TV channels, you know, are, 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 running some of these post game pressers. I saw bud. I saw Connaughton and Middleton together. And by the way, I don't know why that is. It's the same thing happened in the last game. Why are they making Middleton share? Like, I don't understand. But whatever. So, Middleton and Connington together. Holiday by himself. Bud by himself. And I still haven't seen Giannis. Did you also notice that they were really focused, they being the altar team, on Giannis really being just out of it. Really not... Hustling back, walking, really kind of being zapped uh, of all energy uh, throughout parts of that game. I don't know if that was him conserving energy, if he really was zapped, or what the case may be. Then I saw people tweeting, oh, he's got to get in better condition. Oh, he's got to be in better shape. Listen, folks, I'm not going to sit here and tell you what your opinion should be, or how to think. All I'm going to tell you is, these dudes play 81 games through the year. Right? That's the regular season. Or 82 games through the regular season. Then you have a postseason, and you play all these series with very little rest normally, day or two days rest, whatever, in between games. All the way through. And now you're to this point... And he's not hustling back all the time or whatever. Now, could be his knee, could be he is gassed and he's just exhausted, whatever the case may be. I don't know. All I do know is at the end when they needed him, he was there. He was there. He he played hard there in the fourth quarter. He was giving it all he had. And I'll just leave it at that. I, I, I have no defense for him not hustling back and doing different things out there. Uh, but I'm here to tell you, Giannis is going to get a free pass nine out of ten times. He's just going to, because of everything else that he that he does. Mike, leaving the Deer District, you're next here on the Pickett State Basketball Post Game Show.
15: Hey man, what's going on, man? What a what a night tonight. It I never felt so many emotions there with a lot of people there in the district. Uh, it looked like oh man, they dominated the, this whole game, majority of this game. Devin Booker is going to hit a dagger to rip our hearts out in the end and. My guys, be be the the Swoetal Holiday once again picking him. That's why we got him, man. His defense. I know he's been struggling with his shot, but we'll take that trade out. His defense. That's why he's to me. He's the best defensive guard in the league. You've seen this so many times, and obviously that doesn't stick out as the sexy, you know, points and stats. But man, he's made such a difference all playoffs. And you saw it again against a guy like Booker, who's been playing the best, uh, probably offensive. Uh, then Gardner in the in the playoffs, and to pull that at critical times in the game like he did, uh, him and CP3 by the way, is just massive. And I think it's going to be the difference of why they're going to win the championship. I honestly didn't know if the Bucks could win in, tonight on the road. I thought the Suns, coming off back-to-back losses, will come out and look like they were after that first quarter. And I'm thinking, oh man, they're going to get they're going to blow them out of the building. And, and luckily after that second quarter, it's just they took control of it and. They rarely look back and look like they were going to gag the band. But our big trio of Giannis, Middleton, and, and, excuse me, Holiday, just continually silencing all the critics who didn't think, you know, Middleton and Holiday were good enough to uh, to outline of what Giannis can do. And they've come up so many digs so many times. And then you got our big dogs there off the bench, Cordes, Big Bobby, and Coniston off the bench. So, just collective team effort, man. I mean, it's just hell of a game. Credit just stopped making was unbelievable throughout. And, so if you told me before the game that Phoenix was going to shoot 55% and they weren't going to win, I would have never believed it. Glad I was wrong, and that's why I'm a fan, and I'm sitting here and watching like everybody else. So, man, great game tonight. The atmosphere is rocking. I can't imagine what Tuesday night's going to be. I'm going to be out in the district, probably not going to be able to get the ticket. And uh, we're well, going to be here hoisting Larry O'Brien. I can't wait to see it. You think it's going to be a back and forth game, or do the Bucks look to just come out and just run them off the building? Yeah, and, I don't
4: know, and, uh, man. Play, but... Mike, thanks for the call. Yeah, I, I don't know. I. I complain about this on Friday, that seemingly, when the Bucs are on the road in the playoffs, these other teams jump out to these 10, 12-point leads, and then the Bucs got to fight back. When the Bucs are at home, seemingly, this does not happen. This did not happen against this Suns team the last two games. In Milwaukee, they couldn't get out to that big lead. Yes, in a perfect world, this game's done after three quarters, and we party for the whole fourth quarter and celebrate a championship. In a perfect world in the Bucks world more than likely it'll probably go down in the end in order that somebody's going to have to hit a shot, Giannis will have to hit free throws, something like that more than likely will happen. But, you know, again, I don't know if the Suns will fold or not. I have no idea. I just can't imagine a team with Chris Paul and Jay Crowder and Monty Williams as the coach is going to fold in a finals game. Like I don't I just don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to give it everything they have. You know, you may see Chris Paul not come out the whole game. You may not see Devin Booker come out the whole game. And the problem with that is, from a Suns perspective, is if you play all 48 minutes, you get on a plane to fly home. If you win, you get 24 hours off, and you got to play again. And your body's got to come back from that again. That's going to be – I mean, that's not going to be easy because you are going to be completely drained and zapped uh, at that point, All right, I'll take a quick time. I'll come back. We'll start hearing some of these press conferences from after the game, uh, starting with Mike Boonholzer. Still have time for you. If you want to jump aboard as well, 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. The Milwaukee Bucks are one win away from being NBA champions as they beat the Phoenix Suns in game five tonight, 123-119. to
3: who start off the bench today? It's time for the backup of the game, presented by Gene Wagner Plumbing, on the Pick and Save Basketball Post Game Show. For any of your plumbing needs, go to genewagnerplumbing.com.
4: How about it, Bucks fans? A win is a win is a win one game away from an NBA championship are those Milwaukee Bucks. After they take out the Phoenix Suns 123-119, Leading the way for the Bucs tonight. Giannis, 32 points, nine boards, six assists on the night for him. No turnovers in 41 minutes. That is not easy to do. No turnovers. But G. Wagner, backup player of the game, 33 minutes of action. Well, I, again, I mean, I, I don't know who everybody else wants to vote for, but for me, it's really a no-brainer. Really, they played seven guys. Jeff T played eight minutes. Everybody on social media was screaming to get him out of that basketball game. Uh, they eventually did get him out of the basketball game, and that was uh, the end of Jeff Teague uh, for the night. But here is who I think uh, should be the Gene Wagner Plumbing uh, backup player of the game. Holiday,
0: three-pointer from the corner. It's good. Pat
4: four for six from downtown four for six from downtown for Conanton. he ends up with 14 points he is your Gene Wagner backup player of the game I like courtesy of ABC Breen Van Gundy and Jackson uh, on the call tonight we'll hear from Mike Budenholzer shortly but first let's check in with Monte in Chicago you are next here on the pick and State basketball post game show what's up man
8: hey man what's up subscribe one more my brother one more for that chip you coming man, up are man. you coming up tuesday uh no man i i got a i i got my uh anniversary party saturday man so what
4: what anniversary
8: what well, well with my wife uh, you're having a party
4: be, for your anniversary
8: well it's supposed uh we're supposed to have our fifth year anniversary last year but because of the pandemic uh you know we're gonna have it this year and it just so happens it's gonna it's gonna be Saturday but you know I gotta prep and all that for it so I came up Sunday I came up Sunday so was, you were,
4: were you in the deer district or what did you do
8: no no I tr- you know what I was gonna try to, to to come to the deer district uh before I went uh to my buddies and, uh, and a couple fellas house but uh you know I didn't I said man I gotta get me some shirts so you know I went down um I stopped at Kenosha uh like at the you know the Nike spot and you know they didn't have any and I saw a couple guys that, that had the uh the final shirt. I said, like, hey where'd you get that shirt for? said, Oh my, my aunt got it for me at Kohl's. I said, okay, cool. So I Googled Kohl's for, for uh in Kenosha, went there, they didn't have you know, they didn't have nothing. Oh, the no. lady told me the lady told me go to Dick's sporting goods. Yep. They should have it there, about maybe seven miles. I went there, man. They had so man, yeah. They had plenty. So, I I, I got. That's where I got gear. mine
4: from too. Yep.
8: Okay. Okay. Yep. I got I got enough for myself. My sister that lives in Memphis, she's been a big Bucks fan. Nice. She's been a shorty. Yes. Yeah. So, matter of fact, she'll be up here for the anniversary. So, boom. That's when she's gonna get it. That's but, awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No doubt. So, matter of fact, I know one of the callers was saying something about uh, you know, how the national media, or whatever, you know, is not really giving a you know, uh, or Giannis, or giving up, you know, the Bucks love. But let me tell you, it's it's a lot of it's a swap meet that I go to here in Chicago. It's it's uh, outside of Chicago. i in Elsa, and I was up in there today. I had my Bucks gear on, getting a few looks, and then you know, a couple people talking to me. But uh, the place I go to that uh, I get my my sports gear from. Now they don't have as much. I got a Bucks uh, sweatshirt from there. But they don't have that much, you know, Bucks gear. But she was like, "Well, if they, if they make it to the finals, I have all kind of things for you and all that." But they're definitely pulling for the for the Bucks, saying, uh, "You know that's they're they like that it's not a super team. It's you know it's homegrown and and how humble Giannis is. So so like I said, we are getting a lot of love. We are getting a lot of love here in InShot.
4: No, no I'm doubt, sure we do. Yeah, no, yep. I, again, they're again, I don't know how much love they're getting anywhere outside of Milwaukee, to be quite honest with you. And, and that's that's the thing that could bother you uh, if you let it. I don't really care. If they win an NBA championship, yep. I'm happy. It doesn't hey, really matter to you? me. Monty, thanks so much who for you? the call.
8: One more thing, one more thing. Steve Haywood, man. I I, I, I gave you a shot looked look up, man. Steve, you know what? I mean, yes. I me and you talked about it, man. I love Steve hey. Haywood. Yes, yes. But uh, I'll let you go, man. Hey, one more, my man. One more.
4: Yeah, Steve Haywood, man. Uh, thanks for the call. Yeah. Um,
8: oh man, that's a tough one for me.
4: Uh, yeah, he was uh, a longtime uh, sports talk show host on uh, Wauk uh, in Milwaukee. Uh, was a huge Bucks fan, huge Bucks fan, um, and when I would do post-game shows at night, uh, in be saying stuff about Michael Red or whatever the case may be, and he like call me or text me, man. You're hurting the sheep again, Sparky. You're hurting the sheep again. It's Michael Red. And give me a hard time. Um, and, and then you know he ends up passing away, and yeah, you, know, you go. I went to that funeral, and John Hammond was there, and so many people from the Bucks. Uh were at that funeral, and it was heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking. I mean, if there's one guy that I wish was here to celebrate with us, it's him. No doubt. Steve Haywood. Miss him. All right, Lee, you are next on the uh, Pickett State Basketball Post Game Show. What's up, Lee?
6: What's going on, Spark? Check this out, man. So um, when the Brewers were winning, right, I'm 15 years old. I remember celebrating down there. The crazy part about this spark is that they celebrated every victory, right? Every time you win it's a celebration. That's the old Wisconsin Avenue, its bars and it's and it's and its parties, right? Right now I'm thinking with the beer district, what the celebration gonna be like. I'm sure it's gonna be bananas, et cetera, et cetera. But but I'm just thinking, damn how times have changed. Um the Bucks are a really good team. Um they're a better version of the Golden State Warriors because everybody um can shoot baskets now, right? Everybody can shoot three pointers. Everybody got somebody on their team who are who's pro- proficient at shooting three pointers. If not, then you ain't doing your job. So the the Golden State Warriors would never be again. But the the way this Bucks team is built, that they just keep coming at you wave after wave of defense. Oh, and, and all the people who say Hey, um, um, do something different. Change your game plan. Take Lopez out, man. No, Lopez. The, the, the reason that that that, that Middleton everybody can can sweat uh, up front like they do is because they know Lopez is behind them. The greatest block in in the playoffs might not be that Giannis block. Don't forget that uh, uh, Lopez block on on, on KD. Ooh wee.
4: That was a big one too. Yeah, you are um, absolutely right I, about that, Lee. Yeah, you are. Um,
6: I got so much to say, man. I just wanted to say all that, but, but when the Bridges ran, I was fifteen years old and, and, but they didn't even win anything it was great. I can't wait for the for the Bucks to actually win it. Um damn man, this is big, man. Huge.
4: Big. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely big. huge. Yep. Thanks for the call. It is. It's huge. And I, I, I don't even know uh, what one other way to put it how big this is. If you if you really sit back and think about this, right, as a Bucks fan, you think about the people that have been under fire As far as the lightning rods, Chris Middleton, for sure. He may be the MVP of the finals. Think about that for a second. Mike Boonholzer, he's going to get an extension of some sort. You'd have to imagine when they win this thing. Pat Connaughton has been as solid as they come off the bench. Some don't want him to play at all, but he's been solid. In threes, doing his thing. I mean, those those three guys kind of have been the the lightning rods all season long. And Conant wasn't really, I don't think, before this season. After he signed that new deal, um, but Middleton and Bud have been for sure. Middleton has been for quite a while. So to see them. Uh, and I don't know if I call it redemption because they don't care what we think one way or the other. Let's be honest. They they don't care, nor should they care to be honest with you. They, they should have no uh, care in the world about what fans think or media thinks or anybody else. The only people that they should care about are their teammates, the people they coach with. If you're a head coach, your GM, your owners. I mean, those are the people that you should care about, you know, what they think of the job you're doing one way or the other. And, Somebody brought up earlier, John Horst. Yeah. I mean, I, I would assume John Horst gets an extension with Mike Booneholzer at this point. I, I think you tie them together going forward. Now, Leroy Butler, uh, whose birthday is coming up on Monday, by the way, happy birthday to Gary Ellerson. I guess we're past his birthday now technically because we're into Sunday, but uh, Saturday was Gary Ellerson's birthday, so happy birthday to GE. Um, but Leroy th- th- said that, hey, who knows, Or should get extended as long as Giannis' extension is. So that means you're talking about essentially he's got one year left on his deal, I believe. A four-year extension that will keep him here for another five years. Um, and some of you have said you don't want him regardless if they win a championship or not. Well, that very well may be. But if he's an NBA champion head coach, he's going to be here for a while. Regardless of what happens going forward. He's an NBA champion head coach. And... We don't know if we'll ever be back in a position to win an NBA championship again as far as being in the NBA Finals and being up 3-2 and having game six at home and all that. We, we may never see this again in our lifetime. Very well may never happen again. And that that's just why you just have to appreciate uh, and take it all in as we go here. All right, here is uh, Bucks head coach Mike Boonholzer after the victory.
16: Obviously, he's making such an impact defensively the entire night, but just can you take us through that sequence? Obviously, he gets the steal, but then also the alley-oop with the shot clock off.
29: Yeah. No, I mean, I I thought, you know, the steal earlier in the game was a big play, Um, and then the steal late just, uh, you know, I think it's just an instinctive play. He's, he's you know, an incredible defender and strong hands and got in there and took it, and, you know, I think, you know, probably uh, most times you want to just pull it out and run the clock, but Drew and Giannis in a two-on-one and just to put two points on the board. Um, you know, it's it's. Uh, I, I think just you know trusting their instincts, trusting them. Um, you know, Giannis getting a bucket and uh, putting us up. You know, I, I think that made it four or um, you know five. And but uh, you know, they just they're they're playing, they're competing, and that's what uh, we need.
16: Obviously, when you guys got Drew, you knew what kind of defender he was. But, I mean, this is 40 minutes a night, Paul and Booker. Just what have you seen from this series? Especially, it didn't start out well, but now he's kind of found a groove.
29: Yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, his ability to impact the ball, just make make everybody uncomfortable. Um, you never know when he might, you know, get a steal, get a, get a deflection. Um, I think it all just adds up. And, uh, you know, he, he had a huge stretch there. Um, and I think his stretch was maybe the third quarter. But all, you know, all three of the guys, you know, Giannis, Chris, Drew, all making plays defensively, stepping up offensively. Um, but, yeah, Drew's, Drew's impact defensively, um, you know, it's a big part of the reason why he's such a good fit with us.
20: Rohan, you're on the right.
7: Like uh, going back to that steal, uh, it was a pretty risky play. I mean, Booker was doubled in the paint. Drew's coming off his man. Is that a situation you guys go over normally? I mean, you mentioned it was an ex- instinctive play. Is that a situation you've kind of gone over in the past? Him, you know, making the gamble for that kind of steal?
29: No, um, you know, again, I think just trust in their instincts, and um, you know, he can cover a lot of ground both directions. And um, I thought there was a, a good crowd. There was a lot of activity around Booker, and um, you know, so it's it's one of those things. That's the game. That's the way the game's played. You know, if uh, Booker kicks it and. Um, they make a shot then we might feel differently, but um, you know, players have to make plays and drew made a huge play there. And I I think that's what we want from our guys.
7: And just a quick follow-up. Obviously the game tightened a lot in the last, in the last two minutes, if you had that big lead at any point, do you have a conversation with your guys about keeping their composure in that moment, not getting caught up in their run or, you know, does that ever come up in a moment like
29: that? Uh, I mean, I, I think they just, you know, they've they've been in a lot of um, close games. Um, it's a very mature group. Um, there's a lot of confidence, um, you know, so, you know, I think it's just if there's a natural poise um, with the group and we don't necessarily, you know, talk about it, but you can feel it in the huddles.
16: Tim on the left. Like you guys have been waiting for Chris to have a, or for Drew to have a game like that offensively, you know, start of the second quarter when you had that group in there without Giannis, what did you see that allowed everybody to get going and in particular his play there to kind of get you guys back in the game?
29: Yeah. You know, I, I thought there was a couple stops and, um, you know, he was able to just, you know, get to some good spots. I think Brooke and Bobby coming and screening for him in transition. And, um, you know, it's always, it's, it's, it usually starts with our defense, that group I thought would, you know, played really well defensively and, connington you know hit some big threes i think you know he was in that stretch but you know drew i think just felt like uh you know they they'd made every shot in the first quarter and we felt like it could you know balance out but to start the third with Giannis out and brook and bobby as our bigs and drew just to, to get going um i think it's just you know the, the screening on the ball him attacking um you know that's that's usually what what creates it for us
20: well, it's in the middle Speaking of that first quarter, obviously, the Suns came out blazingly hot. I'm curious, did you or did one of the players say something to kind of like turn the tide before the second quarter?
29: No, I mean, I don't. But I mean, we did we did just kind of, you know, acknowledge like they've they've shot it incredibly well. Um, You know, if you've been in a lot of basketball games, those things can kind of even out. And, uh, you know, if they could keep shooting it at that clip, it was going to be a tough night. But we felt like defensively, we could get better. We could limit them a little bit more. Um, and then offensively, if we're, if we're getting stops, and that's when our best. So there was just, and there was a moment where it's just, you know, they played well. You know, you acknowledge it and say, we got a lot of time left. There's a lot of clock. Um, let's just start getting stops and playing.
16: Over to Peter on Zoom. Next question will be from David Aldridge.
29: Bud, you, you had a. a ultra
1: big lineup on at times with Middleton at point. I wonder what, what, what did you guys see to get that lineup on the floor tonight?
29: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, think there was, you know, the first quarter, um, they threw a big punch, um, a little bit of foul trouble for drew. Um, so I think, um, you know, our substitutions got just a little bit kind of off, um, given drew a little bit of a break with the second foul. Giannis played the whole first quarter. Um, and so then, you know, as we talked about a second ago, we, we rested Giannis. And then it was time to give Drew a little bit of a break. You know, he's doing so much defensively. And Giannis and Chris are such great ball handlers. We just decided to let it roll um, with those two guys kind of handling the ball handling while Drew just took a quick break, um, you know, kind of mid-second quarter or, or whenever that was that we had that big group out there.
14: Over to Jim here on the right.
29: Hey, Mike. Um,
30: going back to the second quarter, you know, you go on 11-3 run, money calls, timeout. Was there a thought there? I mean, I would imagine normally keeping Giannis on the bench is not the first thing. I mean, did you have to kind of fight that a little bit because how well that group was going? What was your, I guess, decision-making there in that timeout specifically?
26: Yeah,
29: you know, that group had a good, had a good run. And, um, you know, to let them go um, and, and to, to know what we need from Giannis at the end of the game. Um, so, you know, if you can steal some stretches where the, the team is playing well and he gets a break, um you know that's 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 you know um important for us to find and you're never sure but it just you know hopefully we could keep that momentum and, and we could send him to the table quickly um uh, but that group just continued to play well and then I felt like he sat at the table for quite a while and, and we kind of continued the run and so he got an even longer break
30: you would have to win one here to win an NBA championship um going home now three two uh I, I, can you speak to what that means, and obviously, what kind of setup you have here in a couple of days off to do that.
29: Yeah, I mean, you know, um, going home to our fans, going home to Milwaukee, um, you know, is a great, great opportunity for us. But it's, you got to go out and play. Um, you know, it, it's at this point, you know, you could feel it tonight. Um, the high level basketball on both sides of it, it's going to be the same in game six. Um, both teams are going to come out. Um, expect, you know, really, really good basketball. and We're going to have to compete defensively. We have to make plays, play together. Um, it, it's more about that, but it's, it's to be going home to our fans. Um, Five serves been rocking. Um, it's been huge for us. We're excited for our opportunity in game six. Sam in the middle. All right, so there
4: is Mike Bootenholzer talking uh, earlier this evening. After the Bucs come up victorious, they did it in style after a horrible first quarter. They come back and beat the Suns 123-119. You're listening to the Pick and Say Basketball post-game show here on The Fan, live from the Lakeland University Studios with online learning and seven locations throughout the state. Learn on your terms, Lakeland.edu coming up next. Uh, We're going to hear from Chris Middleton and Pat Connaughton, uh, who spoke together earlier. And I I mentioned earlier on the postgame show, I don't understand why they're making Middleton share. Derek tweets at Sparky Radio and says, I forgot the reporter's name, Rami, uh, but Rami had her on the show the other day. She said Middleton brings Pat Connaughton with him because he's uncomfortable at the podium alone. She mentioned it in the presser tonight, too. Uh, that reporter, Lori Nickel, Romney said is who Derek was talking about. So that explains why uh, Middleton always has Pat Connaughton with him uh, at these NBA final pressers. All right, take a quick time. I'll come back. We'll hear from both of them next as we are one win away, Bucks fans, from the Bucks becoming NBA champions.
3: It's time for the Q Club Break of the Game on the Pick and Save Basketball Postgame Show on the Fan. Q Club of Wisconsin. Great food and fun in Waukesha.
4: One win away, folks. One win away from an NBA champion. Chip are your Milwaukee Bucks as they take care of business tonight. One twenty-three, one nineteen. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, Jeff Orlovsky, other side of the glass, producing the show tonight uh, as we are celebrating—or actually, this morning now, twelve thirty-one in the morning, I guess—celebrating c- a big, big win tonight uh, for your Milwaukee Bucks. Break of the game, well. For me, there's only one one thing that you can go to, and that is the second quarter with this guy right here. Holiday, another
0: long three. Got it. Drew Holiday lighting it up here in the first half. And the Bucs go back up by one.
4: He ended up with 14 points there in the second quarter, did Drew Holiday. Uh, and really, that was the difference. Bucks are getting their clocks clean, 37-21 after one, uh, and then outscore. Uh, the Phoenix Suns 43 to 24 there in the second quarter behind Drew Holiday, uh, and after that uh, they just continued to put the the gas uh, down there in the third quarter, and then held on for the victory at the end behind Chris Middleton and a big steal and alley oop dunk from uh, Drew Holiday. Uh, to Giannis. Now we're going to hear from Chris Middleton and Pat Connaughton. Middleton, 12 of 23 from the floor, 3 of 8 from 3, 2 of 3 from the line. He had 29 points, 7 boards, 5 assists, and 4 turnovers. Pat Connaughton uh, was our Gene Wagner uh, backup player of the game. 33 minutes, 4 of 6 from the floor, 4 of 6 from 3, 2 of 2 from the line, 14 points, 6 boards for Pat Connaughton tonight uh, in the victory Both of them have come up uh, to the podium and spoke. Those of you wondering why haven't I played Giannis uh, yet is because Giannis uh, was cramping up pretty bad after the game uh, and wanted to still talk to the media directly for those that are there uh, and then came out at one point to sit down to talk a little while ago, had some more issues, got up and left. uh, And now uh, Jeff Orlovsky says he is now meeting with the media for a second attempt Uh, to get his quotes out there to the media. So once that's done, hopefully, uh, we'll be able to bring you the Giannis uh, comments from after the game tonight. But like I said, he is just now meeting uh, with those people. Oh, my goodness. We have an NBA TV on in our studios, and there are Suns fans behind uh, the guys at the stadium. Isaiah Thomas, Steve Smith, uh, the two analysts there uh, talking on NBA TV at Pfizer Forum. Uh, with Suns fans still standing behind him, so I guess what else do you have to do? Got nothing to celebrate. Uh, okay, here's Middleton and Pat Connaughton uh, after the game.
30: Hey Chris, Pat. Um, I guess I'll just start with the you know their first quarter 16 point lead to start the second. Um, you know, you guys are on the court. Giannis is on the bench. What um, that 25 to one five, 21 to five run there? What what was happening? What turn? What kind of? I know Drew was was really involved. But what did you both kind of see in that?
26: that early part of the second quarter there? Just playing a little bit faster. Um, definitely helped with a couple more stops. Um, you know, limit some of their threes. Um, but, yeah, I think definitely playing and moving it side to side a little bit more helped us out.
30: Pat, I mean, can you guys speak to, Manny called timeout there when you guys went on eleven three 3 run. I mean, that's not usual, I would have guessed, for Bud to not put Giannis back in the game after for six minutes, so to speak. So what was that kind of like, I guess, that feel, that vibe, where Bud's just kind of like this group is, is rolling. So let's just kind of go with it.
9: Yeah. I mean, I think coach has a feel for it every game, you know, uh, we have lineups that, um, you know, are, are in rhythm and, and making runs and, and he kind of lets us ride oftentimes Giannis is in the game for those runs. But um, it just shows that, uh, you know, we got a true team and uh, we have Giannis's back just like he has our back. And, um, you know, we were moving the ball. We were playing defense. We were doing things that bus- Bucks basketball does. So it doesn't really matter who's on the floor for it.
20: Question from Eric up front.
16: I know maybe it doesn't look as spectacular as Giannis's block, but that steal by Drew is something where I just want to ask you, like, what did you see and kind of what are you thinking as he's dribbling down the other way?
26: I kind of saw the tail end of it. I just seen uh, him just, I saw the last pair of the rip, um, rip it out of his hands. And uh, once it's a loose ball, most of the time Drew's going to get it. He's got great instincts, great hands. Um, and then once he's on the fast break with Giannis, uh, I feel like we got, you know, good chances with either one finishing.
16: I, can, I think that was like the third time he had just ripped somebody clean in that game. Just what have you gotten to know about Drew? I know you guys knew going in he's a great defender and that's what you're adding to this team. But just what did you see this year and kind of get to like a better feel for what Drew can really bring?
9: Yeah, I mean, I, I saw it in Portland uh, when he was in New Orleans and we got swept in the first round, just the way that he defends on a nightly basis, the way that he's able to do it in different ways. Um, you know, he's physical, he's quick, um, he's strong. He's got a lot of things to him. He's got quick hands. So, um, you know, it was uh, first team, all defensive play. It was a defensive play of the year. It was, um, you know, it just kind of shows we're built on defense. Uh, The last two games, uh, we've had a big defensive stop to, to kind of push us over the hump. And uh, they've been made by the two guys who are first team, all defense.
16: Ben up front. How much are you guys aware of the, you know, bucks and six mantra that bucks fans have kind of adopted this year. And, And what's it mean that you guys are going home for the chance to win in six games?
9: Yeah. I mean, we don't really care if it's bucks in whatever. We just want it to be bucks. Right. So, um, you know, I think it's been great to rally the the fan base. I mean, I think they've actually had it for a few years. Uh, um, so it's it's been a cool thing to, to hear and see. But at the end of the day, we go out there every single night trying to win, try to represent the city of Milwaukee to the best of our ability. Um, and, you know, we got to do it again. The job's not done. It was a great win tonight. And, uh, you know, we had each other's backs. And there was ebbs and flows to the game that, um, you know, I think really brought us together and shows that we can fight through adversity. But uh, we still got one more.
20: Malika? Nice shirt, Pat, uh, Chris, I have two for you, even though you again, came up with a partner. Um, first you've had big individual nights in this series. Giannis has had big individual nights. Pat's come up with clutch shots, but to have you drew Giannis Pat all kind of get going at the same time. What, what does that do? And what helped you find that extra gear?
26: just makes everything more balanced um, for sure. It makes life easier on everybody knowing that, you know, we play together. We have everybody clicking on all c- cylinders. Um, we're tough to guard. Um, and then on defensive side, we're always, we, we can click, we can switch. Um, we, we know how to, you know, have each other's back, but um, when we're all playing well, we're one of the best teams for sure
20: and you've so clearly left it out there these last two games, especially there was a moment in the fourth that kind of reminded me of that image of Jimmy Butler, where you were just draped over the the side. I mean, what for you this next day before getting ready for the biggest game of your career, what does that look like in terms of recovery and, and how you're currently feeling?
26: Just a lot of fluids. I was just cramping a little bit. Um, something that I've been going through a lot. Um, just got to play through it and drink a lot of fluids. Um, stay with my recovery plan. Just leave it all out there. Like you said. Sleep well. <laughs> yeah.
27: Tim on the left.
16: For both of you guys, obviously that play at the end was a pretty spectacular play from Drew, but he hit shots, you know, in that second quarter, really throughout the game, you guys have been talking all serious about you were waiting for him to kind of have a breakout game. How good did it feel to kind of see him get going early and, kind of sparked that comeback in the second quarter.
26: It was great. Um, one of the things we talk about all the time our lock, locker room is aggressive, Drew. Um, when he's aggressive, um, he's one of the tougher point guards to, to handle his size, athleticism, um, his skill set. Um, he can do so many things on the court when he's aggressive as far as, you know, getting into the paint, hitting shots like we saw tonight, and then finding guys. Um, you know, he's a balanced player and a really skilled player that, you know, we're lucky to have.
7: Over to Peter on Zoom. Next question will be
2: from Mark Schwartz. Mark Schwarz. For both of you guys, you know, Pat, you broke down what, uh, you know, his credentials as a defender and defensive team, but what about the instincts, both of the strip and then of what he did after he stripped it?
9: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's who he is. He's a winner. Um, He makes winning plays, Uh, their defense, their offense, they're all over the court. Um, He's a great teammate uh, off the court. He's a great teammate on the court. His skill set, like Chris said, his strength, his athleticism, Um, but that was an instinctual play. You know, he saw uh, time score. He saw uh, D-Book trying to go downhill, and on the spin, he just had the ability to to hand-eye coordination, find the ball, rip it, uh, and then understand the time and score on the other other side. You know, come down, there's a lot of guys that would uh, dribble it out and uh, try to waste more time, but he knew the time, he knew the score, and he knew, uh, you know, a bucket would kind of be a backbreaker, and uh, he threw it to where there may only be one or two individuals in the world that could get it.
26: Chris,
5: Aaron
26: can you follow line. up on that? You said me? You said you follow up on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the same way I guess Pat really described it, He has great instincts. Um, you know, going against him, he's a tough cover. He anticipates moves, um, knows what, he, what you like to do. And then, like I said before, on the offensive, I mean, he's strong. Um, you feel that strength on the defensive side too. Um, he's quick. And like I said, he studies the game. Um, then on the offensive break, like I said, he's one of the best finishers in the game at, you know, his position. But he's also one of the better playmakers also in reading, you know, who to throw it to, whether to fake in and go um, or to throw it up, Giannis. honest.
16: Eric? Chris, what did you see when they started to send that double to you on? It felt like every pick and roll, like that double was coming pretty hard. How did you feel like you guys handled it as the game went on?
26: Uh, yeah, they've been doing that, you know, ran- randomly throughout the series. Um, and, you know, my job is, you know, once I see two on me, find that open guy, um, you know, let them uh, make the rest of the plays. That's saw my job is once I see two is just, you know, to give it up to the open guy um, and let them attack. We talked
16: a lot about Drew, but also it felt like Giannis kind of had that composure where it is either he's going to beat him off the bounce, he's going to get to his turnaround. Like, just what did you, did you see from him? It felt like kind of like a complete offensive performance from him. No,
26: nah, yeah, he, he did a great job. Um, You know, the same randomness with the, you know, the traps on the pick and rows. They double teamed him um, randomly on the block um, throughout the game. And a couple of times during, during the season, he's been doing a great job of knowing when, you know, he can sometimes beat it, Um, knowing when they are coming and find that outlet out, um, and letting us attack on the backside. And then also um, knowing when they're not coming. Um, I mean, He's done a great job for sure.
27: Jim to the right.
26: Chris,
30: um, I, I this won't show up in the box score, but I'm just curious. I, so after Chris got within one with that layup to make it 120, 119, and you got hit, you had to call timeout. Um, and then drew gets the ball up with five seconds on the shot clock. I guess you guys really haven't been in that kind of spot since Brooklyn where there was that kind of confusion there. So you guys talking about getting better and stuff like that. What, how important was that of just court awareness? clock awareness knowing where you know what I mean and I know it ended up with a missed shot coming out of it to set yeah. up that steal. but that's
26: I would imagine those few seconds were for sure um that's one of the main things we talked about uh coming out of the timeouts you know when we run out of play, knowing that we have five seconds on the shot clock um you know the the first second and third option wasn't there Drew did a great job recognizing that he just got to pit it up um get a shot up up get a shot attempt at least give us a chance to force uh for it him to make it, um, an offensive rebound. If not, um, at least we got a, a shot up and just get back on defense, basically.
30: Right, I'm sure you're looking for your shot to not uh, yeah. try to force it out or, or put.
26: Yeah, uh, I've had a couple bad turnovers, you know, um, throughout my career, for sure. Um, throughout this season, uh, I can't remember um, this postseason, but knowing that I don't have a clean shot, I don't trust my my passes in the deep corner. I uh, don't want to give a breakaway layup to somebody. Just stay calm, stay composed, knowing that we have a, a timeout or two left.
27: Final question on
7: Zoom. Next question will be from Davide. Hey guys, this is for either one of you. Um, how much of the experience you guys had in the past two years and in this playoffs help
18: you prepare for this moment? Yeah, I think
9: <laughs> fighting through adversity. Um, you know, the last few years. Obviously, um, you know, which I've said a few times, we uh, were the best team in the league during the regular season. And uh, when adversity hit in the playoffs, we weren't able to really get through it. Um, You know, I think this year we learned – from some adversity that hit in the regular season and throughout these playoffs when adversity has hit, uh, whether it be over the course of the series, whether it be over a course of an individual game, a quarter, whatever it might be, um, you know, we've come together even stronger. We've had each other's backs even more. We've uh, made sure that we've made the plays together, both offensively and defensively, and I think um, you know, that's what championship caliber basketball is all about. It's about having each other's backs. Adversity is going to hit at some point in time, but how do you respond to it? How do you respond to it individually? And how do you respond to it collectively uh, to try to put us in a position to win? All right. So there's Pat Connaughton Pat
4: and, and Chris. Uh, Chris Middleton uh, from earlier tonight after the Bucks secure another win. Uh, and now they are one game away, y'all. One game away from winning an NBA championship.
0: The Milwaukee Bucks are one win away from their first title in 50 years as they went on the road to take game five and now lead three games to two.
4: It's just beautiful. That may be my ringtone going forward. Just absolutely love it. Uh, okay. So we heard from Boonholzer. We heard from Connaughton, We heard from Middleton. Giannis, we're going to hear from, he just uh, finished up. So let's hear from Giannis. Now, again, he didn't talk earlier uh, because he was cramping up pretty bad. Just, just couldn't do it in too much pain. Uh, so now he just came out. It just wrapped up. Uh, and here is Giannis talking literally just a couple minutes ago uh, after getting 32 points and a Bucks victory.
30: Um, I, I guess we'll just start with the day. You, you've talked so much about staying in the moment, staying focused and present. How difficult was that to start your day with your brother and to kind of learn his situation and that type of thing before, before a finals game?
25: Um, it it was extremely, it was extremely difficult, um, because, you know, I know how bad he, you know, he wanted to be here and, you know, to help the team be around the team and cheer for the team and, you know, give, you know, the energy that he always gives to everybody, you know, because everybody feels his energy, you know, um, but at the end of the day, we got, we got to do, you know, we got to do our job, you know, we got to come out here and, uh, you know, try to play good basketball, try to, you know, try to, you know, win the game, you know, and uh, as much as he, it hurts, like, you know, uh, everybody that he's not, you know, not hearing me even more, but like still got to do our job, still, still you know, we know that he's supporting us. Um, he was, you know, sending me messages, you know, uh, personally. So, you know, we were we able to do our job even though he, he was not here to, you know, give that
30: energy he gives all the time from the bench. Um, I, well, speaking of the, the bench, to open the second quarter, Um, what did you – was that – what was your vantage point? What did you see from your teammates as they started that run? And then even when but you know, there was a the timeout in there, and Bud kind of decided to roll with it and, and mm-hmm. have you still kind of sit there.
25: Yeah, you had, uh, great momentum. Yeah. Uh, we were able to keep our composure. We were making shots. We were getting downhill. We we're defending. You know, we're you know, we're down sixteen, you know, and you know, that's what our team is about. You know, you can go the other way. You can be like, oh yeah, okay. You know, this is not the night, But you no, know, we we kept playing hard, especially that group that came back to the game. They kept moving the ball, they kept getting open shots. Um, they were knocking it, knocking it down too. So they played great, they played great in that that stretch. Eric on the right. Uh, did the hotel room survive?
16: I feel like the nest would be jumping on like the bed, like throwing couches around. Like I, I
25: think, just because I know him a little bit better, he's probably he was probably screaming in front of the uh, the TV, and probably you know in the last possession he probably took his shirt off, and, you know, started playing defense, <laughs> sweating, you know, jumping in the bed, but like. Um, yeah, but, you know, after the game, when the game was over, he faced me, I was seeing, you know, That see you he was extremely happy. Like, he was watching every single moment of the game and he was cheering all on. So, um, yeah. Uh,
16: can you walk me through the steal by Drew? I mean, like, we talked the other night about your defensive block and that steal, I feel like, is kind of on the same level as far as important. Yeah,
25: yeah it was big time, big time, big time still. Um, showing crowd let him get to a spot, and he came from behind and ripped the ball off, and uh, you know, he could go down down um, to the other end and just you know, go for like a full play, run the clock down, but he, he you know, he trusted me and he made the incredible pass also uh, for the love so it was big time, big time play, it was the winning play of the game. Um, but we, we, that's what we need from Drew, we need him to keep defending, we need him to keep being great offensively, but, like, things like that, that's what makes him elite. he
16: said you yelled at him. Yeah. When did you know you had the lane?
25: Um, I saw him going. Then I saw Chris Paul. And then I started sprinting. And I uh, saw so nobody was around me. So he didn't want to throw me the ball at first. But I was like, throw it, throw it, throw it. And then uh, he... He threw it, he trusted me, you know, and after the game, I was like, thank you for trusting me, you know, because it could go any way. I, he could throw it and, you know, make a wrong pass. And that's going to be on him because it's the point guard. And, you know, coach is going to say you're supposed to keep the ball, you know, but he trusted me. He knew that I'm going to finish the play, and um, that says a lot to me, you know, and, uh, you know, I went up to the game, after the game, and I told him that too.
16: Over to Ben on the right. Yeah, Giannis, you've seen how the city has is- Kind of rallied around you guys. Twenty-five thousand people watching outside. Winning this one here tonight. What's it mean to you know go home and have a chance to win an NBA title in front of the home fans?
25: Oh man, it means a lot, man. But like I can't, I can't get too carried away. You know, I gotta stay in the present. Um, can't worry about the outcome. But like you know, obviously we know what the deal is. Is one game away from you know. um being NBA champ, you know, being in um, the history of this game, you know, being always there. they, You know, nobody can take that away from you. Um, and, you know, doing it for our in, in front of our families and our fans, um, it's big. It's going to be big. But, you know, that's that can wait. We got to focus and keep playing good basketball. We got to go back home. We got to recover. I got to, you know, grab some burgers, eat something right now because I'm hungry. Um, and then we got to watch the clip. And uh, watch the clips and see what we did well, what we didn't do well, what can we do better, and um, the steps to it before the game, right? And um, if we do all those things right and we are disciplined, once the game started and we play good basketball, we have the energy of the fans because we know they're going to be loud and we have an opportunity um, to win the NBA championship, it's going to be amazing to do it in front of our fans. But there's, there's more steps until we get there. You know, but uh, to answer your question, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome to do it in front of our fans, but there's steps to it.
20: Malik in the back. I, I have two for you, Giannis. The, the mental discipline that you're talking about of not focusing on the outcome, something that you've, you've talked about that you've worked on to kind of refocus and not necessarily be as outcome oriented. How much of a test is that now? One win away for that process for you.
25: It's, 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 it's a test. It's a big. It's a big test, and um, you gotta enjoy the moment. Okay, we have to enjoy the moment. Like winning a game on the road, we have to enjoy the moment. But the job is not done. We have to all realize that, you know. And uh, we gotta stay in the present. It doesn't mean we're gonna go back home and win Game Six. You know, probably Phoenix start the same thing. They're gonna come back home and win Game Five. Come to Milwaukee, try to win again. You know, but but we we gotta we gotta stay humble you know we got to be in the press we got to stay humble as much as possible you know i feel like when, we, when this team is humble this team is very very dangerous you know and i think we play we play at our best when we are humble um so we just got to we got the steps to it as i said and when the game starts we got to take position at a time and hopefully we can be in a position to win the game if we are in a good position to win the game we have great closers in our team drew chris me that you know we have opportunity to win the game
20: and i'm just wondering the resilience that this team has showed whether it was tonight in a being big down big in a quarter or if it's being down 02 is that a learned behavior or is that innate to learn as a team to be this resilient
25: uh, i feel like we, we don't stop i feel like you know um i've been i've been a part of different teams you know usually when you're down 15 or sixteen or whatever, down 0-2 or whatever the case might be, you kind of stop. You kind of like, you know, um, kind of stop competing, you know, in a in a way. But I feel like this team we don't do that. You know, we we haven't done this that um, all year long. I think I can't remember. I can't go that back. But like we keep competing, you know. And uh, as I said uh, in the last press conference, like it, we we didn't know we we're gonna win this game. We, like, we could still compete, compete, compete until, you know, the last minute and still lose the game. But it's all about that. We don't stop. We keep coming, you know. Um, uh, and that's, this team does that so well. You know, even with down 0-2, we down 0-1, we down 16 uh, points. We keep coming. We keep competing because we know the game is long it's 48 minutes. And we, have, we, have, we, we always try to put ourselves in a position to win the game. That's all you can ask for. You, you, going to a game, you don't know if you're going to win the game. But well, we know if we compete for 48 minutes, we, we are we are good. We have great players, great great closers, great shooters, great rebounders, great defenders. We have a great coach. And uh, we know that uh, we can put ourselves in a position to win the game.
14: Sam in the middle.
16: 2
25: you, Giannis. Um, first of all, what
16: you were dealing with when you first came in is it cramping is it something else you yeah
25: i was a little bit dehydrated okay. a little bit dehydrated man i'm, I'm a softy you know <laughs> but it's okay
16: well, you got me hungry now the burgers sound good
25: yeah with some french fries huh Some there. french fries right.
16: we know where to go we'll meet you there
25: um a lot of the mental stuff
16: you talked about yesterday it seemed like it was coming to fruition in the later moments of this game so you you list uh, two free throws with a minute to go and Monty ices you, Jay Crowder bumps you on the way to the line. Chris Paul seemed like he tried to get at you a little bit. I love it. <laughs> so they're trying to get under your skin, but you obviously you can't disengage because seconds later, Drew's trying to find you above the rim, you know,
25: for the play of the game. Mm-hmm. Is, is that a lot of what you talked about yesterday? Uh, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's been the moment. You know, i not going to lie. You know, I'm always real. You know, I feel like that's what uh, makes me, who I am. I'm always real. Sometimes I go to the, you know, uh, free throw line and I'm, I was, I'm nervous a little bit, you know, uh, but this time I wasn't nervous at all because I was so much dialing I just missed, you know, and, uh, but I'm happy I mean, Like I live with it because I shoot my I shot my routine. I did exactly what I always do. And I, I just missed, you know, but, uh, you no, know, there's going to be times that, you know, um, you know, they're going to talk, uh the, your opponent players is gonna talk, the crowd gonna yell, but um uh, just gotta keep playing through that. Gotta keep playing, keep keep your composure, just keep trying to do whatever is possible to help the team win. Like even when you know we missed, we were able to still tip the ball back to uh Chris and he he made them, you know, I could put my head down and just be like, oh, miss the free throw, whatever the case might be. You know, but no, you know, I kept, you know, kept playing. You know that's what that's that's what that's what I do. That's you know how I'm built.
4: There he is, Giannis, uh, talking just a few moments ago. He came out really late. He came out at like 12.30, I think, to finally talk, and you just heard them talking uh, about the cramping situation, whatever was going on, of why uh, he couldn't do it. But he didn't want to not do the media session, even though he was doing the cramping. Uh, So he wanted to wait it out, get himself better, and then go out there and talk. So props to Giannis for still coming out and talking uh, after uh, another big effort tonight uh, from him. Uh, And again... This Bucks team, one win away from an NBA championship. We are not dreaming. This is real. This is reality. Game six Tuesday night, Deer District serve Forum, gonna be on five with people for sure. Again, capacity limit now at the Deer District of twenty-five thousand five hundred. A lot of people found that out the hard way tonight uh, when they decided they were gonna come and then not let in by police. So be prepared on Tuesday for that one. 8 o'clock tip. Back at it again Tuesday night. Pick a Basketball basketball Game show. Immediately following that game. If they win, we may go all night. As long as y'all want to talk about it, I'll keep on the air and keep on moving. 123-119 victory. Don't forget Bart Winkler. Uh, Monday morning at 6 o'clock. Check out his uh, Twitter. Winks thinks on Twitter. He went and checked on his chairs tonight. Check it out. Bart Winkler. Morning show. Monday morning, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Have a good night. CBS Sports Radio up next. Toodles!